This segment of Dirk Diggler's Shitty Sports Show was brought to you by ESPN. We pick your idols for you. Remember Tim Tebow? You do now. Warning. Pregnant women, the elderly, and children under 16 should avoid prolonged exposure to Dirt Diggler. Dirt Diggler may suddenly accelerate to dangerous speeds. Dirt Diggler has high gluten content and is not kosher, halal, or vegan safe. Do not ingest Dirt Diggler as Dirt Diggler is for external use only. Discontinue listening to Dirt Diggler if any of the following occurs. Itching, vertigo, dizziness, discoloration of urine, tingling in extremities, loss of balance or coordination, slurred speech, temporary blindness, profuse sweating, heart palpitations, increased use of profanity. If listening to Dirt Diggler gives you an erection lasting longer than four hours, you're welcome. Listening to Dirt Diggler may lead to unplanned pregnancies. If Dirt Diggler begins to smoke, get away immediately. Seek shelter and cover head. Dirt Diggler may stick to certain types of skin. When not in use, Dirt Diggler should be returned to a special container and kept under refrigeration. The ingredients of Dirt Diggler include, but are not limited to, a glowing substance which fell to the earth, presumably from outer space, and bad memories. Do not taunt Dirt Diggler. Dirt Diggler does not come with a lifetime guarantee. Dirt Diggler, enjoy the show. Extra heat. All right, what is going on? It is the Dirt Diggler, the dirtiest diggler to ever diggler for Dirt Cut That's diggler. right, bitches. And remotely right, bitches. via the interwebs, I have... Kenny the Dork, unapologetically New England. And this is Dirt Diggler's shitty sports show, where the beer is cold, the takes are hot, and we don't know about the weather because that's out... Yeah, we don't know about the weather because that's outside, and we're definitely not outside right now. So, um, it's been about six months since we did our last recording... And I like to say I apologize for that, but it's 2020. I believe all bets are off at this point. <laughs> yeah, no apologies necessary. Yeah, I think it's all bets are off at this point. So, uh, as usual, let's go over uh, what we've been up to uh, since our last show. Um, and Kenny, I want to say, has had the most goings on since our last show. Uh, would you like to give us a recap of what the last six months of life have been like for you and your household, sir? Oh, good Lord. So my beloved is uh, working round the clock, nonstop from home. A lot of telework, uh, fighting the good fight in the Rona battle. Yep. Well, and going on units. Yeah, and going on units, be dealing with COVID patients too, every Ooh. so often. Uh, we have postponed our wedding twice. Mm-hmm. When are we going for the third one? We don't know. <laughs> but trick question when the vaccine's available maybe <laughs> hey oh, aren't, you, aren't you guys just like functionally married at this point pretty much functionally married at this point yeah we were cohabitating yeah. I mean, doesn't have a... yeah they don't have a common law thing we don't have, yeah maryland doesn't have a common law thing but, but i haven't kicked him out so i guess she has to kick me out there you go oh, that's, a, that's <laughs> definitely a plus that's certainly a plus she, she likes me enough to still keep me around, even after six months of basically us being the only, the other's only human interaction most of the day. Hey, man. It be like that. So, all right. It be like that. What else, what else has been going on in the, um, in the house? Uh, well, we just, uh, you know, we lost. It's a tough one for me to talk about, but uh, we just had to put down our, uh, our uh, pupper. Yeah. Uh, Razzy. That's tough, man. Yeah, yeah. She was a big piece of our heart, and we miss her a lot. And uh, we're going to do our best to kind of honor her memory and, and remember how much 
love we still have to give. And uh, we're going to pour that into each other a lot too. It's it's been a it's been a a, a bit of a journey, shall you say? Um, we're not sure we're going to run right out and get another dog, but then we also we see other dogs that may need our help, and uh, we're, we're we're looking into it. Um, but we're doing our, our best to take care of each other right now. No, that's completely fair, man. That's the, the thing about dogs is they don't they don't live a long time compared to us. So no. you know you go through this cycle several times in your lifetime of having a dog, loving a dog, and the dog, of course, you know is, is happy to be wherever the dog is. You know, and that's all you can do is to make the mm -hmm. dog happy and comfy, and then you know the dog moves on, and you know you got to deal with all that and think about am I ready to do with this again. And uh, yep. make that decision. I'm not looking forward to, you know, she says 11. I'm not looking yeah. forward to whenever he decides he's going to uh, bid us adieu. Because I know I'm going to fall right the hell apart. But uh, I, I decided that uh, I'm not in control of that. So I'm just going to enjoy him being here. So yeah. time, you know, we'll get another dog and we'll just go from there. Yeah, yeah. It's so, just, yeah. We've been noticing how, how empty the house has been, how quiet it's been. But... Yeah. The little things, you know, you, you you learn from it, you move on, and you just stay. And we we've just been doing the best to just kind of keep each other upright. That's all you, you know. can do, brother. That's all you can do. Yeah, and watching sports because sports are back on TV. Oh, yes it is. Yes it is. And gaming, we've been doing a lot of video gaming. Oh yeah, my family's been doing that too. My family's been doing that too. Yeah, well we own we own every uh, platform except Xbox now. Nice. Yeah, so we got a P we got a PS4. We just got a Switch. She's huge into um, Animal oh. Crossing, uh, and uh, we just got a VR headset for the PlayStation as well. So baller, you know. baller status. <laughs> yeah, I, I I will say I got some motion sickness from that VR a few times. I haven't even tried to do VR, man. I'm worried about it. Like, I'm gonna end up like knocking over everything in the house. <laughs> so, trust hey, me, we've almost gotten there. Have you guys found the girlfriend reviews channel on YouTube? No. You guys have got to find the girlfriend reviews channel. It's it's not a review of the game. It's a review of what it's like to live with the person who plays the game. <laughs> and it is funny as hell. She's got some really good ones. She does Animal Crossing too. Um, <laughs> but you have you have got to watch these uh, reviews, man. She there there's a couple of course, and they are yeah. great. Uh, but it's mostly the, the the lady talking, the woman talking. But she's funny. They're a very funny couple. So I'd give them a spin. Um, it might be um, relatable. Oh, uh, totally relatable, dude. Totally <laughs> relatable, dude. Uh, Don't doubt it. So I guess for uh, for uh, um, for my house, I've had uh, so I had my surgery scheduled for March. It got canceled because of COVID. Uh, cervical spine surgery. The cervical spine is this part that's in your neck. For those who yeah. are not uh, aware of anatomy, it's my neck. Neck surgery. So I had to. Uh, I finally did it a few weeks ago. Um, I had a spinal fusion in my neck. This would be. This is my second spinal fusion. The first one was in my Yikes. lower back. This one's in my neck, and um, holy shit, a uh, lot of changes that came with that, man. I'm still very much recovering. You know, I don't. I get an X-ray in like um, I think three weeks from now. I got to take an X-ray, and the surgeon's got to look at it, see how it's healing. But uh, so what I didn't understand is that when they do your neck, they go on through the front, right? So this this is a fusion, so they're not working on like 
the spinal cord itself, right? They're working on all the shit in front of it. So they, they go into the front, <clears throat> and they snap your head back like a fucking Pez dispenser. That I was not aware of, because they need <sighs> to open up the space to to get to the discs and everything, right? So they pull the discs out, they put in the new disc, they grind down any bone spurs, and then they fuse it all together, and they close you up, and it's all kinds of weird shit that I don't want to get into because it's fucking gross. But um, I woke up in the hospital, and I was just in so much fucking pain. Because uh, I wasn't aware of the, of the whole pest dispenser thing they were going to do to my head. And after they explained it to me, it made sense. Like, oh, okay, I get it. You know, but, but, here's, but here's the kicker, right? The surgical team that did my surgery has got to have at least a thousand of these things in the books. I mean, this guy's been doing this shit for fucking years. And he's very right. good. He's exceptionally good at performing these surgeries. They're uh, anterior, uh, a anterior disectomy, uh, anterior cervical disectomy fusion, ACDF, is the procedure. Ouch. Um, mm. So yeah, I got like this incision on my neck. But uh, but the surgical team, they were fucking pissy about having done this surgery. And I don't think I was prepared to deal with a surgery team that was salty about my particular surgery because apparently it was very, very difficult, right? So, you know, you, I'm, uh, I'm still unconscious, right? I'm out. The surgeon comes out. He goes to my wife, you know, and Mrs. Diggler. He's fucking tired. He's got his backpack on. He is ready to go home. And she is, he is making no bones about this. My wife picks up on this. You know, he's, he's like, all right, it took uh, an hour and a half longer than we thought it was going to take. It's supposed to be an uh, hour and a half to two hours surgery. It took three hours. So so he's he's tired. He goes home. The next day, the, the, the physician's assistant who was in the surgery uh, with him comes out. And she's fucking still pissy and bitchy about this. Going like, hey, um, your surgery was extraordinarily difficult. There was a lot of damage done in there from the years of you having this injury without knowing about it. There was not a lot of space. The bones are huge. I'm literally big boned, just to let you know that. It's a real thing. Yeah, big bones, real uh, thing. Yep, you cue up the Cartman voice. My skeleton is, in fact, fat. So, uh, Jeez. <laughs> so you know, she was she was very kind of kind of upset about that. Then the surgeon came in later on in the day, and once again, he's between surgeries, and he was still upset about having had to do mine. Like, yo, your shit was fucked up, dude. <laughs> so it's like two weeks, two, three weeks later, I go in for my fucking follow-up. And they're both still salty about this. And I'm like, I think I gave the surgical team PTSD with the oh level of, of, of brokenness that was in my neck. Uh, but on the flip Jeez. side, you know, it's, um, it's amazing that I was able to continue on with my life as normal as it was. Well, at least thinking it was normal until my arms stopped working and and that was like if my arms wouldn't have stopped working i, I would have never gone to go get seen for this so it just oh. it's amazing that for the decade plus i lived with this because this happened while i was in service that for as long as i lived with this injury i was able to function and do all the things like a normal human being with my neck completely fucked up like one of the vertebrates was like literally rotated forward and then slid forward so i had a tenth of the space i should have had for my spinal cord so it was, you know, it was, it was, it was bad. It was really bad in there. Good Lord. Right. So yeah, yeah. So, you know, it was, a, I guess, fairly difficult surgery. So the surgeon during the follow-up, he's like, look, I'm glad that your surgery was like the thousandth one and not the first one because yours was extraordinarily difficult for us. And I'm like, that's, 
I don't know how to feel about that. Should I be proud of that, Kenny? Is that something I should be like, yeah, I was fucked up? Or should I like, I don't, I've mixed feelings about I that. I don't know if you should be proud of it. I don't, see, but I, I was living through that. Like, I, I survived being that fucked up. Yeah, I, so, yeah, I don't know if you should, be, you should be proud of the injury itself so much as that you were able to function while living with it for as long as you did. I guess, yeah. Like I said, mixed feelings. Like, I prefer it not have been like that, but it was, so either way, I'm still alive. And um, yeah. I'm, in, I'm enjoying and, the and. current ride um, for the first time in a long time of uh, oxycodone and muscle relaxers. So huzzah! Yeah, and then just think of it this way. Uh, you know, you'll have a, a new way to fuel your, you know, the piss and vinegar that makes this show possible. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Because rehab is going to be a mother, right? I don't even know if there is a rehab. Huh? They haven't said anything about rehab to me yet. They haven't gone, oh, yeah, rehab starts around this time. I'm not sure. But this is what they told me. They're like, don't drive. No sudden head <laughs> movements. Don't pick anything up that weighs more than 10 pounds. Right? Now, I don't know about you guys, but I've made a living of picking up things that weigh more than 10 pounds. That was like my entire thing for most of my adult life. Also driving. Right. Done a lot of driving. Uh, so D1. What adult doesn't get around by driving? Dude. D1 has had to adult her ass off since my surgery, dude. She's had to take me all kinds of places, take her siblings to dental appointments and shit. She's been kicking ass as a young adult, and I'm very proud of her. So that's nice. As, as you should be. You raise quality young women. Well, thank you very much. I put a lot of effort into it, and so did my wife, so did Mrs. Dickler. So uh, I went to the high school with D2, who's a junior now. Whoa. Jeez. Getting old here. And I'm, like, uh -huh. trying to hold her books because she's picking up books, and I'm starting to hold these books, and I'm like, ah, oh, this fucking hurts. Oh, God, why is this happening? Then I was like, oh, 10 pounds. Oh, my goodness. Oh, okay, that makes sense. So it's it's been an adventure. Uh, beyond beyond the surgical adventures, you know, there's the same thing working from home and, you mm. know, um, trying to change things up by going to the office once in a while. The normal, the normal yeah. you know, COVID things of, of a mask becoming a normal part of your attire. So here's the thing, right? The people who are having a tough time dealing with the masks, right? Make your own mask, figure it out, and just use, like, fun fabrics and shit. Like, I use my yeah. own Hawaiian shirts for my mask, so my mask look kind of festive. It, it also yeah. buys into the ambiguity of people thinking I'm Polynesian when I'm not. I'm just <laughs> fucking fat and brown. I'm not Polynesian. <laughs> right, but they're like, oh, he's got a Hawaiian pattern. He must be Hawaiian. And it's like, no, but... I have an Avengers pattern, so does that make me Captain America? If you fucking lie hard enough, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, shit, you can be what you want these days, man. Hey, if you want to get braces, now's the time to do it. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. I, mean, I actually probably do need braces now that you mention it. Yeah, I'm just saying. Like, it was an actual advertisement from a dental office saying, hey, now's the time. Because no one's able to see your mouth because of the masks. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's um it's been interesting, man. And, uh, you know, I, I guess... Um, you know, Brandon Brandon would have been on the call with us today, but he is celebrating his soon-to-be mother-in-law's birthday today. So, so you know, him and his lady are going to be tying the knot soon as well. So that's... Kudos, congrats. Always, man. Yeah, always. Um, yeah. It's just... It, 2020 being the shit show it is, it's good to still see people able to move forward and get things done and progress in their lives. Despite, I mean, because it's ugly out there. That's not, not a lie. We're in election year. 
So politically, there's all kinds of shit. We're in the middle of what looks like another civil rights fucking movement. And of course, just like the last one, there's people who are either A, denying that there's ever a problem or who are going out there with the intent on disrupting things. And it's just a really just their dedication time. to being on the wrong side of history. Well, is yeah, I mean, there's just there's just so much madness right now. So it's, it's really good to yes. see somebody that you're, you know, that you're close with have some good positive news in your life. And, and so that's good, right? So, yeah, I mean, because as much as I would love to have Brandon on the show telling us both to shut your ass up. Yeah, man. Over our repeated rips on the Chicago Bears. Which is going to happen today. Just It's going to happen. It's going to yeah. fucking happen. Yeah, <laughs> and he's going to have a whole list full of new insults ready for both of us the next time he interacts with us. As one does. As one does. As one does. But yeah, you're, it, you know, it's it's always nice to see these people, uh, to see those, mm-hmm. those those close families and friends, people, you know, do well. And I, and I hope him and his lady, who's, I'm not going to say her name, because we right. don't really use a lot of real names on here, uh, but that'd be no. for him. But I hope him and his lady have a, have a long life together and have a good time, you know, and have as many kids as Indeed. And so whatnot. So, so yeah, uh, Brandon's not here because of that. So, but um, yep. you want to go into hometown happenings real quick, because their works and sports are being played. Yes, there, there are some happenings. Yes. So uh, yeah. let's start off Philly real quick. So the Sixers made it to the playoffs in the bubble and got fucking swept. Uh, and Ben Simmons, of course, was injured during the playoffs. And I blame this on his insistence on dating a Kardashian or Jenner. <laughs> Seriously, the guy has not finished the season really healthy yet. Uh, he was drafted injured, and he continues to press his luck by dating a Jenner slash Kardashian. I don't. Well, I mean, ask Lamar Odom how that worked out. Well, ask any of them how it worked out. Reggie Bush, he was the first yep. victim. You know, now is there anything inherently wrong with dating the Jenners and Kardashians? They seem to be genuinely nice people. However, something happens. I don't know what it is. They're like bad luck schleprock. They're like they're like bad luck schleprock, dude. Like you're tempting fate. By dating mm-hmm. our Kardashian or Jenner as a black guy. It's like, why are you doing this? That's like on Blazing Saddles where the guy peeks off from under the, behind the rock and is like, where are the white women at? That's the equivalent of dating a Jenner or Kardashian as a black guy. Oh right my now. God. Blazing yeah. Saddles, yeah. fucking classic, baby. So, yeah. so they got swept. Um, the Flyers refused to die and came back from down 3 1 against the Islanders. And have Game 7 tonight, which is going to decide, you know, who goes to the next round. This is the second round of the NHL playoffs, which is which is very interesting um, because I had the Flyers not doing much of shit this year. And they... Dude, uh, they were the hottest team coming into the bubble. Yeah, it's weird. Like, I, I look at it and I'm like, wait, wait a minute. What, we're in the playoffs and they're winning games? What the fuck? So... Well, I mean, you know, they surged from, like, the lower ranks to the to fourth and allowed themselves to be in the round robin. And then... Uh, yeah, man, look, I, I'll take They it. took home, home ice advantage, or, I will, well, the number I will one take seed. a plague year Stanley Cup. If they can do it, I'll take it. A plague year Stanley Cup? Fuck it. Let's make 2020 shit. worthwhile shit. Go do it, Flyers. <laughs> I, you, you know... Uh, I do have some Flyers apparel in my house. I, I do like the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, and I, even if they don't do it this year, they've got a great young goalie. It seems like they have a good young core, so they've made some good moves. Yeah. So that's good. That's still, that's really good. And then you have uh, the Phils, who as of late have been beating the brakes off the Nats. Um, <laughs> they really have. Yeah. I think they're playing the Mets today. Well, but yeah, the Phillies uh, yeah. have, have been winning some games too, so that's that's encouraging. So. Yeah, well, and I think it makes for an interesting dynamic in our household because uh, 
um, Lady Dork's brother-in-law is a Phils fan, and her her dad is a Nats fan. So she's a Orioles uh, fan, isn't she? Isn't she a Nose fan? Yeah, yeah. So it just makes family gatherings interesting, and I just sit there with my Pedro Martinez jersey in the corner, like whatever. Which Pedro <laughs> Martinez jersey? There's so many of them. <laughs> uh, the Boston. Yeah. Yeah. He did play for the Phils too. So. He did. I was there for that. Briefly. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I was there for that. He played for the Yankees too, didn't he? Nope. He only suited up for those two teams? Mets. He played for the Mets after he left Boston. Okay. Okay. I knew he played for a New York team. Um, yeah. But okay. Yeah. So what's going on with New England slash Boston sports? Some things happen. The Red Sox are a fucking embarrassment. All right. That's good news. <laughs> uh, they're, yeah. They're the worst team in the majors, and I think they're tanking on purpose to do this whole – they're in full rebuild mode. Well, like, I mean, as long as you're not in denial about being in rebuild mode, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, you hear Let's Go O's in the background because she's excited that the Orioles are not going to finish last this year. Ah, nice change of pace. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, the Red Sox have finished th- last three times in the last decade. So, I mean, I don't know what she's all. <laughs> I don't know. Every other year it was us. <laughs> nice to know you're good at something. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, after the Mookie Betts trade, it's been pretty much a fire sale in Boston as the team tries to reset the um, competitive balance luxury tax threshold and uh, get out from under the bad contracts that were handed out during the Dave Dombrowski era. Um, still salty about the Mookie Betts thing, but, hey, he's tearing it up in L.A., and Gianni's happy about that. Let yeah, her have you it. Were, you were a huge Mookie Betts fan. I remember that. So I, I, I still have a Mookie Betts jersey. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah, generational talent. Now he's in L.A. God damn it. Be like sometimes. <laughs> At least he's not in New York. Oh, yeah, exactly. He's going to be in L.A. for the rest of his career because he just signed a 13-year contract. How is that even possible? God damn. Uh, you know, hey, they gave it <laughs> like, to him. He's going to take it. <laughs> Yeah, he's going to be a Dodger till he's 40. Yeah, well, baseball, you can hang around for that long. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, the Red Sox, that, that's all I have to say about them. They're a fucking embarrassment. They're du- they're they're not going to be good until at least 2022. Uh, the Bruins um, won, won the President's Cup this year, uh, the President's Trophy. Woo! And like all President's Trophies winners, most President's win- Trophy winners in this century... Uh, disappointed in the playoffs. Yeah, first round, uh, right? They got they second. Got second round. They made a second round. Yeah, they, they, lost they beat the Carolina. Okay. They beat the Whalers. The Whalers. <laughs> you refuse to call yeah. them by their actual name. I am I, not going to do that. And you know it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they beat the. They swept. Well, yeah, they swept the Whalers. I think, or is it five? I can't remember. I want to say it was, it was five. five games. They didn't sweep anybody. Yeah. Yeah. But then they they run smack into current Boston sports nemesis, the city of Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. And uh, for the second time in three years, they win game one against the Lightning and then lose the next four. Yeah. Yeah, that's rough. It was bad. I mean, I think the worst part about it was there was two overtime losses in that streak of four where both, one bad those, bounce. Were those both uh, on the road or were those a, were those as a split? It's the bubble, man. Oh, you're right. There is no road. Shit, the bubble. There is no road. Yeah. I mean, I say that the, that the Flyers took home ice away from us, but I mean, you know, they won three games in the round robin series, and they're the number one seed. That's pretty much all it really is. Um, the Bruins were the team that lost the most out of all the teams heading into the bubble um, by coming out of it. Uh, Zidane Chara showed his age. 
uh, during these playoffs. You know, he's, he's a bit of an you know, asshole, so he deserves all the bad things that happened to him. I mean, I'll disagree, but hey, we—he's not retiring. I this think year. is he He'll the super—is he the super tall one? Yeah, yeah, he's an asshole. Okay. Yeah. And then you know the core of uh, Krejci, Bergeron, and Marchand will be back next season as well. And I will agree with you on this: Brad Marchand is an asshole, mm. but he's our asshole. God damn it! Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, like <laughs> any other team, I'd hate him. But he's since you know. I get it. Since he plays for the Bruins, yeah. I get it. Um, yeah, the, the the window for this team to win a championship as currently constituted is narrowing probably into next year. Unless, of course, David Pasternak becomes the next great scorer in the NHL. Um, it was a bit disappointing, though, to see them fall apart against the Lightning. And that happens when your goalie opts out. Hey, man, look, he had a family thing, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Um, so, I'm not. I'm not concerning him for it. His he had very pressing family concerns. Oh no, you don't have to concern uh, him for it. The rest of Boston will do that for you. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. You know, there's a lot of that. A lot of fans. It was a. It was actually a 50-50 split. It wasn't as pronounced one side or the other as I thought it would be, but there was a lot of support for him to do what he did. The problem was they didn't have as viable of a backup option as they thought they had in Yaroslav Halak in goalie. Um, a lot of soft goals in the Tampa series got let in, uh, and that's why they're home. Yeah, man, you gotta play. You gotta, you gotta play all phases of the game and any sport. All phases really. of the game, any sport, you know. But hey, I'll tell you what, I'm most juiced up for Celtics. Besides football season coming up, the Celtics. Man, look, I watched that game against the Raptors where the Celtics put them, put them down. Uh, by two with half a they second, a second left, left. And they, they launch a fucking three-pointer and splashes it at the buzzer. And it was just Ugh. so I sat there. It was me and D2, right, watching uh, – me and yeah. D1 watching watching this game. We're like, all right, we're going to watch this game real quick and then, you know, maybe watch the next one. And so mm-hmm. we see uh, – first of all, Ky- Kyrie Irving is a terrible human being and a piece of shit. Fuck him. But the guy you got in return is pretty goddamn good. Right, Kemba, man. Kemba, Kemba's a great guy. So Kemba, you know, throws, you know, gets, gets penetrates, dishes a dime, fucking dunk. Half a second oh. left. This is a, this is the game. They're gonna win this game. Toronto. I thought so. Toronto throws the ball across the fucking court and launches a fucking three. Both the pass the pass was contested by Taco Falls. Yep, Taco Fall. Taco Fall. It was he was like fucking massive tall lanky dude so the pass gets off the guy catches it shoots he's the shots contested splash game well whoa right we're both sitting yeah. there just like you know like that kevin hart face where like the mouth is open mm-hmm. and you're stunned like we were stunned on one and then we absolutely stunned on the other end i'm like whoa and i oh, kind of and, and i, I wondered how my bro kenny was doing so how were you doing when that happened <sighs> So I went from elation to dejection within seconds. I don't even like basketball, but that was the best ending ever. Yeah, Lady Dork really enjoyed it as a bas- as a pure sports fan because of just the peaks and valleys it went through in that last sequence. That was it. 0.5 I know. At 0.5 seconds, like, you know, the dish to Tice to get the dunk that put him ahead by two, I was like, oh, yeah, that's it. That's the game. But then I was I look at how much is left and I was like, there's more than enough time for a catch and shoot. 
Oh, yeah. You got to defend the arc. Oh, yeah. But they put Taco Fall in in place of Kemba Walker to defend the inbounds pass because they were over they were over preparing for the lob to the rim. That's and, what it was. Dude. And instead, they left OG Ananobi wide open for a three, knowing full well he is their best three-point shooter. Dude, and Jalen Brown realized it way too late. Tried to run him off the line, but he got that shot off. Yeah. And it was it was yeah. it was splash. So like it wow. was yeah. I mean, and even then, like I guess that they conceded the the possibility of a three pointer because they figured, does will he have enough time to set and shoot in that? Well, I mean, all right. So you have a cha- you have a choice between a. What's that? Yo, dirt. Hey, dude, I have no audio from you. All right. Oh, there we go. All right. So, yeah, we're going to do some editing for that, but that's not a problem. Uh, when did I cut okay. out? Well, you cut off for me. Uh, it was like you were describing the pass and the... Yep. Yep. It, it was a... Look, for... for you, you, allow, you allow the three-pointer because, I mean, it got mm. a higher chance of failure. Right. Sometimes it doesn't work out. It'd be like that sometimes. It'd so fucking be like that sometimes. So a, but I mean, as a Seas fan, you've got to be excited that you know the team is at that junction. Have they played the second game yet? They played three games. They were up two zero. Oh, nice. If he missed that, it would have been three zero. Oh, well, I mean, have they played the next game after that? Is my question. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Um, so game four is tonight, I believe. Tonight. Yeah. And. I think, honestly, though, a play like that can re-energize a team. And Toronto was searching for answers. And so I think the problem you're going to have is that they're going to come out amped up and they're going to tie this series up. Um, Whereas if they miss that, they're pretty much walking dead. You know? Yeah. Yeah, but... So, it's a challenge. Yeah. Well, Toronto's a team that doesn't go away. No, they're the defending NBA champions. Yeah, they may... well. Remember, Kawhi Leonard was a huge part of that, and he's in LA. Oh, he now. was. So for them to be True. this good True. without Kawhi Leonard is is saying something about that young core. Um, oh, definitely. So, uh, that's yeah, good. I mean, yeah, it is. But hey, you know why we're here today, right? So yeah, uh, it's it's been past due, and we were looking to do a super show with the Deceptively Honest podcast, right? But uh, yep. we weren't able to link up. But, um, circumstances. Yeah, due to circumstances. So we bring you the fifth annual Why Your Division Sucks. So where we break down every division in the NFL, their teams, and why the fuck they suck. And this year, because it's 2020, there will be absolutely no fucking hope. Just pure hate. That's just right. pure fucking hate this year. So, uh... Buckle in, put in your mouthpiece, put on your headgear, put on your jock straps and or condoms. Because we're and don't be offended when we shit all over your team. Yeah, and of course we're going to start with the biggest joke of a fucking uh, of a division, the AFC South. Kenny, if you would please take these bitches behind the woodshed. Oh yeah, well I mean, hey, they finally didn't lose a playoff game on Wild Card Weekend for the first time since '08. They beat two AFC East teams in the process. Who had it coming? <laughs> yeah, but they also both 
those teams, Houston and Tennessee, both blew huge double-digit leads to Kansas City in the playoffs. Uh, so I guess that's the new tradition. Uh, well, getting smoked if you're, by the if, Chiefs. If you're if getting smoked by the Chiefs is something I think a lot of teams uh, experienced over the last couple of years. <laughs> okay. Ooh, it does taste like pickle juice. <laughs> Sorry, Lady Dorkhead. What are you drinking, dude? She made me a Bloody Mary with uh, some pickle juice and put it in a cup that says this is probably the blood of my enemies. But we only have enough Bloody Mary next for one, and I put it across two. <laughs> nice. Nice. Oh, yeah. That's just true love there. Yeah, it is. Pickle the juice. Old Bay hot sauce that we had to buy in Rhode Island because you can't find it in Maryland. That doesn't make any sense. I know, I know. Derailed here. Uh, the AFC South. Where were we? You're talking about... So Jacksonville now because getting smoked by double getting smoked by Kansas City is like an inevitability. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's going to happen to everybody, but hey. So, Jacksonville. <laughs> Keeping people out of their stadium has never been an issue. So, playing without fans this season should be no problem for should them. Should be natural right? for them. Yeah. I mean, it comes naturally. I mean, plus which, you know, there was only five people going to games cuz the meth lab shut down. Oh yeah. Yeah, we talked about Call that a lot. Back, back. Joke. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Yeah, that was you. Callback joke. Yay, callback joke. Yeah, I mean, Buswitch, who would pay to watch this team in 2020? I mean, do they have anybody left? You won't even have the issue. Uh, What is it? Everyone's gone. Uh, Yannick Uh Ngagwe is gone. Fournette was cut. Traded to Minnesota? Fournette was cut. Fournette was cut because he just didn't want to be there anymore, and they couldn't find a trade partner to take on his attitude. Well, I don't think his attitude. Look at how fucked up that team was. All right, when you have... Was it 24 out of the like 30 complaints that went to the union were out of Jacksonville? When the union, yeah, when the union advises free agents not to sign in Jacksonville, that's a fucked up culture. I can't even blame him for having no, an opinion about that. I can't either. That. So, I mean, Coughlin had a cancer culture in there. He did. He did. He did. You know and how how are you going to punish somebody financially for not being five minutes early because that means you're late. And what world? That's is that some Marine Corps okay. bullshit right there. That is some Marine Corps bullshit. Unfortunately, this is the fucking NFL. These are grown men and women who have contracts yep. in a goddamn union. So Coughlin ruined that. He, he he ruined that team and its culture. He made it a fucking black hole of a place. And so this yes. is what happens. Nobody wants to fucking play there. Nobody does. I mean, Leonard Fournette, Yannick Ngakwe, Calais Campbell. Shit, Nick Foles got traded out of there this offseason. I believe that was a win for Nick Foles. I think it was too. I think it was a win for Calais Campbell because he's in Baltimore on a terrifying defense now. Yeah. Yeah. Jalen Ramsey got traded to the Rams for nothing, basically. Essentially, yeah. It, it was a bunch of. Um, this team was eight minutes away from being in the Super Bowl against the Eagles three years ago, and now they're going to be lucky to win a game this season. I'm yeah. sorry, but the whimsical nature of Gardner Minshew in post-game press conferences can only get you so far. Well, and I mean, I'm sorry, he was he's a substandard quarterback anyway. There's a reason he was drafted in the sixth round. I'm, I'm sure all six of their fans are heartbroken by this development. Yeah, I mean, it just seems like the Khan family cares more about putting on a quality wrestling product to com- combat their cross-state rival, the WWE, than they do about putting a quality product on the football field until they get the okay to move to London. Remember when Ngagwe was getting to a beef on Twitter with the owner's son? Oh, yeah. Whatever it takes, dude. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Uh, 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 Indianapolis. 
Uh, disappointed that Brisket could not be the franchise quarterback they need, the Colts went out and acquired old Marmalade be their new uh, quarterback. Now, I if mean, you may not know, the Indianapolis Colts are now pregnant, so just just understand that. <laughs> well, if I password is week pullout game. Week pullout game, 01. <laughs> 04. Yeah, 1-0. 1-0. Uh, this apparently a makes kid. a many think the Colts are favorites to win the South, and they could be. Um, eh. And if they want to lead the league in costly game any turnovers, they're off to a great start by having said marmalade on the team. And no yes. one throws a back-breaking interception like good old Phillip Rivers, let me tell you. Um, I know, right? That said, the Colts do have a stout offensive line and good running back to take the pressure off Rivers. They did acquire DeForest Buckner to pair with Justin Houston on the D-line to improve the defense. So things look bright. And uh, can we single these innovators out for recognition? They started a trend that everyone will be duplicating without fans in the stands, pumping in crowd noise. Bravo. Bravo. Nothing. That's Kudos some, to you, Indianapolis. I, I can't believe no one thought of this before that. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> I'm, sure uh, I'm sure Seattle is just licking their chops about pumping in crowd noise. Because they've been Kansas doing City. it for years. All right. <sighs> Dang. Yeah, um, so Houston. This is what happens when you hand a drunk the keys to your franchise. He's still the GM. He's still I know. the GM. I mean, and after making the most baffling series of wide receiver trades in recent memory, they said goodbye to DeAndre Hopkins and brought in Brandon Cooks. I mean, does he still know where he is? Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, someone should ask. Malcolm him. Jenkins took his soul in the Super Bowl. To be I honest think with just... you, that was like three years ago, and that joke still has relevance because he was hit that fucking hard. Like, well, and the, his concussion history is just that relevant. Too. And also, concussion history. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. just it's a it's a concern. Why would you trade for Brandon Cooks when you had DeAndre Hopkins? I mean, because and you make bad decisions. Essentially, they gave him the same contract they would have that Hopkins was asking for. <laughs> like. The fuck? Uh, oh, God. And they also took on the contract of shambling corpse David Johnson, who has averaged less than four yards per carry since 2017 and probably could not have been sent to a worse place to reverse that trend. You know, one has to wonder what kind of dirt O'Brien has on the McNair family to keep having his job like this. I mean, after this nonsense... And when you a couple managerial incompetence with an inability to avoid injury year after year, you suddenly feel bad for Deshaun Watson. And with perennial IR candidate J.J. Watt presumably due to miss 8-10 to 10 games with an injury negating the, Texan, the Texans' ability to stop the run, Watson will have to withstand another barrage of violent hits to leg out first downs because O'Brien has given him no one to throw to that can stay on the field. I'm looking at you, Will Fuller. Because if he doesn't do everything, the Texans are probably not going anywhere this year. The AFC South is a division that nobody wants to or actually deserves to win. But Nobody wants to admit. It's like it's like that accomplishment you get, but you don't want to admit in public. Like, yeah, I won the AFC South. It's the NFC East without the actual, like, history. Without the entertainment the NFC East provides. Yeah. Tennessee. Oh, Fuck these We should just call these guys uh, the Derrick Henrys because without him... But uh, either way, yeah. Ryan Tannehill resurrecting his career. Hold on, air quotes, resurrecting his career in Nashville. And Derrick Henry figuring out how to use opposing defenders as lead blockers. Looking at you, Earl. 
<laughs> goodbye, Earl. You goodbye, Earl. You think the sky was the limit for the Titans, especially with uh, a coach like Mike Vrabel, a disciple. He's not really a disciple of Belichick. He's a former player from Belichick. True. He wasn't ever a coach under Belichick, but a former Belichick person who admittedly is willing to chop off his own dick to win the Super Bowl and outfox his mentor in the playoffs last season, which is to say something. When you look at their non-spectacular defense and come crashing back down, Jarrell Casey has been traded to Denver, leaving Jeffrey Simmons to pick up the slack a year after tearing his ACL. Vic Beasley fell to physical and got placed on the NFI list. The secondary is, uh, okay, even with uh, Logan Ryan leaving for Big Blue. But as evidence in January, that this defense will set off trouble uh, trying to contain elite offenses that don't make mistakes like Kansas City. I think yeah, everyone I mean, has a tough time against something like Kansas City. Oh, yeah. Kansas City's a different animal altogether. They're, yeah, uh, they're, but I mean, yeah, yeah, 60% of their offense is Derrick Henry. And, you know, that's not, you that's not bad, him, though. That's not no. bad, though. Like, Ryan Tannehill's my quarterback. I fucking hope I have Derrick Henry because I don't want that asshole throwing the ball 40 times a game. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. I mean, he, and plus, which you got A.J. Brown in the draft last year, and he looked really good in spurts. Yeah. We'll see yeah. how long Derrick Henry's legs last. Oh, yes, but speaking of goodbye, Earl and the Ravens. <laughs> hey! Go for it, uh, Kenny. It's all you. Yeah, I'm going to get yelled at here. You should. <laughs> if you suddenly hear a little bit of a, a vocal uptick from Lady Dork in the background, you'll know why. Watch your words! <laughs> there you are. <laughs> you know what, Kenny? Hey. Have at it, man. <laughs> if Lamar Jackson can rack up 500 total yards of offense per game, this team is going to be scary close to 16-0. <laughs> they have the league's easiest schedule this year. Damn you, scheduling formula! A, a ferocious running attack with Gus Edwards, J.K. Dobbins, and Mark Ingram. Woo-woo. <clears throat> a defense that added Calais Campbell to make an already stout defensive line even better. <sighs> and they only lost Earl Thomas because of conduct detrimental to the team. I'm starting Goodbye, to believe this Thomas guy is an asshole. I'm starting to believe he might be a bit, might be a bit of an asshole. I know. I mean, he, that that shot of him being carted off the field in Seattle and flipping off Pete Carroll in the process pretty nope. much convinced it. I'm not. Me. I'm not even mad at that. Pete deserved that. <laughs> we don't put up with bullshit. Hey, and they have, but they have a coach who's routinely in the conversation for Coach of the Year and John Harbaugh, along with his tops. Assistants returning because they didn't get head coaching gigs. Yeah, you know, the defensive coordinator was a finalist, I believe, for the Cleveland job, but who wants the Cleveland job? Yeah, no. <laughs> that said, no. this team is its own worst enemy. Mm -hmm. We saw this in January against Tennessee. Lamar Jackson has terrible decision-making under pressure, and it cost them a win against the Titans, and you can't convince me otherwise. Hey, hey, I can convince you otherwise, because look at the... Look at the strides he made from last year. Just think about the strides he's going to make this year. Watch All right. the words. Being able to throw hey. the ball five yards accurately to being able to throw the ball seven yards accurately technically is a, is a stride, so I'll give you that. Uh, I mean, I'll apologize for comparing him to T Tim Tebow in this show last year. Yeah, he is less Tebow and more pre-2000 Vic at this point with a little bit of Chris Henry thrown in for good measure. This yeah. team's success will hinge on Jackson's ability to mature and avoid bad decisions like asking us to trust Trump on Twitter. If he can avoid that and stop live streaming while doing 105 down 75 on Instagram, the Ravens are Super Bowl contenders. So there you have it. 
Yeah. However, I'm coexisting. The dirtiest of looks right now. The, you know what, dude? It's worth it, dude. <laughs> Co coexisting with. Dump <laughs> Living in a division with perpetual dumpster fires like Cincinnati helps your playoff chances quite a bit. The yes. Bengals seem to think they have their guy in number one pick, Joe Burrow. And he's going to get the chance to prove it right, right out of the box, as he's a starting quarterback before ever having taken a snap in the NFL. Uh, doesn't hurt matters that he will have a healthy, possibly healthy, A.J. Green to throw to couple with Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins. He showed promise in his absence. And who wouldn't excel with Joe Mixon to hand the ball off to? I mean, because Joe Mixon is guaranteed one to pound the ball down people's throats, right? Yeah. This is domestic <laughs> violence. Or there's a violence against <laughs> joke in there somewhere. Uh, but all that doesn't solve the issue of a terrible defense that was personally responsible for at least two of Lamar Jackson's most insane highlight reel moments in 2019. Like and the ankle-breaker spin move. Dude, and while they will improve from last season, it will not be significant enough to improve uh, improvement to ward off the Bungles jokes. Uh, they aren't going to do very well. Uh, no. No, they're not. Last place in this division, definitely, for Cincinnati. I don't know, man. Cleveland's still a thing. Yeah. Go for it, Kenny. Hey, if hype were enough to deliver results, the Cleveland Browns would have won the Super Bowl last season. I had them doing way better than they did. No team was a bigger disappointment than the perennial dumpster fire if it is the Browns. A 2-6 and six start, a lack of institutional control from a guy who was not ready at all to be a head coach, disappointing performances from OBJ, Dick Shaker Baker, and Nick Chubb, Katie. Yeah. And the ability of Miles Garrett to morph uh -huh. into Trevor Phillips from GTA 5 during a rampage mode kept this team out of the playoffs. And now, with Mayfield and friends having to learn their third offense in three seasons, expectations are going to come crashing down to earth. As much as we'd like to see this team succeed, they're probably not going to. Especially not when you have such onerous ownership requirements like faxing your game plans for Sunday to the chief strategist who's a fucking baseball guy! on Friday for evaluation by ownership prior to the team walkthrough on Saturday. This requirement right here is why Josh McDaniels is still with the Patriots and why no good coach worth his salt wants anything to do with this franchise. So much talent in Cleveland. So much, and and yet they're going to probably go 7-9 and nine this year. If they're lucky. So, uh, Pittsburgh, Mike Tomlin is a great coach. Yes. We always clown him for making excuses when they lose to New England. Yes. Yeah, we hate Pittsburgh with a fiery passion and enjoy living rent-free in the Steelers' head. Oh, this was written by a fucking Pats fan. Okay, so yes, I can still call Ben Roethlisberger Rapist Burger, but you have to give Tomlin his due. He's won year in and year out, managing divas like Ben, Antonio Brown, and Le'Veon Bell without ever complaining or letting on to the public just how miserable they actually were making his existence. When Ben went down in year in the... Uh, for the year in week two, when the Steelers were 0-2 and shuffling between Mason, I got hit in the fucking head because I'm a piece of shit, Rudolph, and Devlin Duck Hodges at quarterback. The team had every right to pack it in and go home. Tomlin still had them sniffing a playoff berth in December in spite of it all. That they finished 8-8 eight eight is a testament to the fact that the man can coach. So with Big Ben back at quarterback, Tomlin back as coach, Mika Fitzpatrick anchoring the safety for a full year, James Conner back healthy, and a good wide receiver core, I see no reason why the Steelers should not be in the playoffs especially with the seventh playoff spot being imp implemented in 2020. That said, I still hope they choke and do it the their, the right way as a delusional fan base claims that they do when they win. Still Kurt was always Steel built Kurt on anabolic steroids. So <laughs> uh, I'm not going to deny that. That's that's certainly a thing. They did discover steroids before everyone else did. That's what made them good. Uh, 
That's what the Steel Curtain Cowboys. won championships with. Yeah. Uh, you know what, man? The Steelers, I, I don't. I think Big Ben's going to be uh, not very good this year. But he's going to be an improvement over Hodges and uh, and uh, Rudolph. No, he won't. Definitely. No, he won't. You no, he won't. So. You know why he won't? Because for every interception he throws, he's going to blame the fucking receiver. So. Yeah. Captain Fatbuck, leader of men. Captain he's Fat back. Buck, leader of men. Apparently, he had a porn and alcohol addiction or whatever that he's kicked. So he's trying to be a, a more wholesome person at, what, 38 he is now? Coming off a major Something injury? Like that, yeah. Coming off a major years, fucking injury? Yeah. I don't I don't know. How much of him is going to be left? Year in the league. He's been around for a minute. He's pretty much been a shit heel the entire time. Good, fo- good football player, terrible human being. I don't have him doing okay. well. Okay. So, Denver. We're on to Denver. Denver. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> nice Belichick voice there. I, I have to give you props on that. We're Thank on you. to Denver. We're on to Denver. So, Vic Vangio finally got to be a head coach last season. He still needed a QB, though. They think Drew Locke is it, but... They also thought uh, Paxton Lynch was the guy at one point, so, yeah. Well, tall white I mean, guy, uh, so. Yeah. The Elway mold. Yeah. Hey, but they did get Judy, Jerry Judy to put, pair with Cortland Sutland. Cortland Sutton? Jesus fucking Christ, I'm on fire today. Huh. <laughs> they have a fine duo of running backs and Royce Freeman and, and Philip Lindsay to pair with Melvin Gordon III, hmm. whose market value was not nearly what he thought it was, mind you. Mm-hmm. And you figure they'll manage to steal a couple of wins they have no business getting in that mile-high air and with that legal weed causing opposing players to pop on a piss test. Weed's legal now. Uh, weed's legal uh-huh. now in the NFL. Oh. Yay. Damn it. <laughs> so there goes that zippy one-liner. Uh, you know what, man? Fuck it. Nah. Keep it rolling. <laughs> <sighs> and if everyone stays healthy on defense, they will most likely be a top-five unit. If everyone yeah, They're also healthy. getting their chub back. Bradley. Yeah, they're also getting Giggity. their chub back. Get it? Uh, Giggity. Chubby's everywhere. All right. Yeah. And um, they, they, they get Jarrell Casey verse. Yeah. So um, Kansas City is um, – um, all right. So before we hate on these guys, let me just – as an Eagles fan, all right, full disclosure, Eagles fan here, dirty. I'm exceptionally yep. happy that Andy Reid was able to get his championship. You guys have no idea. Yes. We desperately wanted him to win one in Philly. Of course. We always liked Andy Reid. Even when it was time for him to go, it was one of those resigned, like, yeah, I guess it's time for him to go. You know, we, we loved Andy Reid. We still love Andy Reid. Uh, there's still a link between him and Philadelphia. There's always going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, had, gave, uh, he gave Philly a lot of great years, and I'm glad he was able to take a risk on Mahomes, develop him into a fucking assassin of a quarterback, Jeez. and win a goddamn Super Bowl, finally. And with that win, he has cemented his place in the NFL Hall of Fame as a head coach. Undoubtedly. Mm-hmm. All right, he had that leaving Philly, in my opinion, but to get a championship is to really stamp it. We think, and I think he did that. Right? Uh, I, I love that Patrick Mahomes has got all the goddamn money ever. Oh, my God. That contract was ridiculous. Uh, I, and, 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 but what I don't love about Kansas City is literally everything about the fucking city and the state that it's in. So, moving on. The team... <laughs> Uh, this this team scares me when they're at 100% on offense. They are defending Super Bowl champions for the first time since women could vote, and I highly doubt they will have to wait that long to win another. I mean, they overcame double-digit deficits in three consecutive playoff games, one of which was a, de- a deficit of 24, and they made it up by halftime and won by 20. 
Damian Williams uh, opted right? out for COVID reasons, but they did not miss a beat if Clyde Williams-Hilaire performs the expectations. Yeah. Defense will be a bit of a question mark. As always, I mean, ask Frank Clark. That team is an enigma wrapped in a mystery, but they're a high-scoring enigma and mystery, and the defense shows it when it has to. Kansas City, yeah. it's, it's yours to lose right now. I want to hate I on you. So. I can hate on the city of Kansas City and the state of Missouri a lot. But it's hard to hate on Mahomes. It's hard to hate on Reed. It's hard to hate on Chiefs. Not gonna lie. I know it, it isn't, and I think they they are, you know, the the favorites. Uh, I think they're gonna have a shot to repeat this year. Possibly, we'll see. Remember, everyone's an injury away from never playing again. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's a tough one there because you know, quite frankly, I mean, if Mahomes goes down, so so go the Chiefs' chances. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But, I mean, at least they're not Vegas. <laughs> Let's talk about Vegas, shall we? Go. Oh, good Lord. Go ahead, Kenny. No pass for us to speak of. They just released Prince of Mukamara. Wow. And they handed the secondary over to a rookie wearing a soft cast. That is a winning formula. Uh, they have an over-reliance on uh, Josh Jacobs and Darren Waller. Hmm. It's, you know, hey. I don't know who those people are, but okay. Uh, running back and tight end. Oh, nice. Okay. Still yeah, I mean, because, you know, somebody's going to make Derek Carr look good because he can't do it himself. Mm, no, he can't. Uh, I mean, his me he's a mediocre quarterback whose best days happened in 2016. And he's not a Gruden grinder. Okay, so how Fire many... Wide banana! How many Gruden grinders does this team have on its roster, Kenny? Uh, well, uh, a bunch. I mean, it's not like it's going to do anything for them, you know, going forward. They're not going to get into the playoffs. I mean, these guys will be in shootouts a lot this year, and that's a fitting thing with the move to Las Vegas because, you know, <laughs> most of their games will be crap a shoot. crap shoot. I get it. Uh -huh. so, all right, I'm going uh -huh. to cover the team we keep forgetting exists and where they are, and then you're going to cover the entire AFC East because I think you should do that, Kenny. Okay. The, the Los Angeles Chargers, which will never sound right in my fucking head, finally – um, <laughs> Finally told Phillip Rivers in his weak pullout game to get the fuck out. And sent him and his bolo ties packing in favor of the mercurial Tyrod Taylor. Ha <laughs> ha! Who's merely keeping a spot warm for number six overall pick Justin Herbert, who will, as most Oregon quarterbacks do, <laughs> disappoint. Yes, they do. <laughs> Austin Eckler is now the guy in the backfield with Melvin Gordon, uh, the third now Denver. And they will have to overcome major issues on the offensive line after losing Desmond King for the year. The pass rush looks good, um, so they drafted Kenneth Murray in the first round to improve it. And on top of that, they're moving to SoFi Stadium so they can play in front of even more empty seats. Incorrect. They will play in front of more seats occupied by opposing teams fans. They will okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> not, not that this will be a departure from what they were used to in Carson the last couple of years. <laughs> And imagine how easy to be for opposing teams, fans to get tickets. Ah, once fans are allowed back in. Excuse me, I have to plan a trip to L.A. in December. Yes. Because the Pats have, you know, <laughs> uh, two games in one week at that stadium. Oh, wow. That's going to be December, fun. Yeah, a Sunday and a Thursday. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Nice. I, I, yeah, so, the, the, folks, full disclosure, Dirt was reading a scripted segment from me. Um, and I tailored that to me, so. <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah, but hey, so, you know. Buffalo. Yeah. <laughs> We're out to the AFC. So, answer. 
a beastly top three defense, newly acquired wide receiver Stephen Diggs to pair with John Brown and Cole Beasley, a second year for Devin Singletary to flash his brilliance, and a division without Tom Brady, finally. Question, what are the reasons the Buffalo Bills should win the AFC East for the first time since 1998? Now take all of that and ask yourself why they won't. It's as easy as the following two words. Josh Allen. <laughs> Another member of the QB class of 2018 who exhibits poor decision-making in critical situations. Buffalo had Houston beaten on Wild Card Weekend when Josh started making all those bad decisions, throwing the ball. Yup. Same with uh, New England twice last year. He pretty much single-handedly cost them both meetings with the Patriots. <sighs> he made... <clears throat> The changing of the guard in the AFC East is at hand. Buffalo has the team to fill the vacuum with power, but its hosts rest entirely on the maturation process of its current starting quarterback. I still think they wind up having to wait another year for the breakthrough, but yeah. They have the third hardest schedule in football this season. New England still has an elite secondary in spite of all the turnover there. But I, I do think that the Bills are on the verge of resting control away from the Patriots sooner rather than later. It's just not this season, and it's just because of Josh Allen. Fair. You know, the racist great value version of uh, Carson Wentz, as we oh, yeah. call him. Oh, yeah. I, I, and that's really all I have there is that it's all Josh Allen. Well, he sucks. When it comes down to yeah. it, he's the anti-clutch. He is. He really, really is. I mean, they should have beaten the Patriots twice last season. Mm -hmm. They should have beaten Houston in, you know in Houston, mm -hmm. and they should have been the ones to get smoked by Kansas City in the second round. I concur. That's uh, not what but happened, they though, didn't. because Josh that motherfucking Allen. <laughs> Josh motherfucking Allen. But then, there's also, you know, because the AFC East is a fucking dumpster fire. Is it always? Hey, is? Miami. Stop me if you heard this one, but another bad team just shit-canned Josh Rosen because they drafted a QB with a high pick a year after trading to acquire Josh Rosen. Mm. The tank for Tua trade has finally um, landed. What the Dolphins believe will be the guy that takes them back to prominence. Okay. <laughs> but for now, while well, he learns what the NFL speed is, they're going to start Ryan Fitzpatrick, Harvardman, beard enthusiast, and creator of unnecessary QB controversies. <laughs> Which is fine because, you know, many are quick to point out Tua's injury history and Miami needs to restock its line so they can actually fucking protect him, you know, so he doesn't die in this first game. I mean, that, dying, that is hit. Not dying is a decision he can make. Yeah. May also want to invest in some receivers besides Devontae Parker, too, you know. Might be nice. Yeah. Tua will all but certainly need more than one someone to throw to when he ends up running for his life inevitably. I mean, the defense is coming along nicely, though, if you're a fan of accumulating Patriots, has-beens, and castaways. Just don't be as obvious about it as Tennessee, Tampa, or Detroit, okay? <sighs> I mean, this team won last season, won five games in spite of its lack of talent, and that is a testament to the coaching ability of Brian Flores, who I was actually impressed by this past year. Yeah. That they won five games is impressive. That was not a that good team roster. That team should have gone 0-16. That was not a good roster last year. No, it was not, and it's still not. I mean, no, there's it's not, not good enough now, firepower. But it was like last year was like, wow, it's really bad. Yeah, it's like they were last year, what Jacksonville is this year. Yeah, yeah. And you know, some think they might be ready to take the next step, and if the next step is losing by less than twenty, then yes, they're there. Playoffs? Can somebody cue up that Jim Mora sound clip, please? Playoffs? 
playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. Playoffs? We'll be lucky to win a game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have fun doing this, don't we? Oh, yeah. All right. Um, ah, the Jets. This is a personal passion project of mine, so here goes. No bastion of self-loathing is more fun to watch than gathering of Jets, man. I'm not talking about our good friend Master Rhyme, a.k.a. David Bolton. So you're spared from this one, bud. I'm talking more about the goofballs and patchy winged vet jerseys who embody the typical blue-collar New Yorker visual that make up the gangrene fan base, and they're just defined enough to not wear big blue. You know? And gangrene is a fitting moniker because most Jets fans' tailgate parties are a collection of dead tissue caused by a lack of blood flow to extremities, like the brain. Ooh. As owners of the longest Super Bowl championship drought among teams who have actually won one, you'd think this team would commit to ending its drought. Wrong! They kept Adam Gates, who admitted that he did not properly utilize Le'Veon Bell last season. No way. And in, no way. You know. Speaking of Bell... He's reportedly been the third best back in camp this year behind some unknown rookie in the corpse of Frank Gore. Maybe it's just the relationship troubles he and Gase are having. You know, they argue like a married couple. <laughs> and their best rostered defender opted out for COVID reasons, meaning C.J. Mosley has now been on payroll for two of the five years of his contract and played a whopping three games. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, and their best overall defender from last season, Jamal Adams, traded to Seattle. Because he wanted out that fucking bad. Yeah. Their QB missed games last season with fucking mono. Like, how do adults get this disease? Licking doorknobs. How do they have that issue? Licking doorknobs. Yeah, well, I still say it was the Rona. This team is a fucking mess, and it will be a joy to watch them implode in, 29 in 2020. Excuse me. It was a joy to watch in 2019, too. Dude, why? But, yeah, every year. Why do you hate such a bad team so badly? Like, they're not a good team, dude. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, because at one point, you know, in my early uh, Patriot fanhood, they were good enough to beat us. And so I remember those memories formed the core of my dislike. Ah. Plus, which, you know, New Englanders and New Yorkers, come on. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, New England. Huh. Yeah, don't forget uh, about those guys. Shit. How could we, right? All right. Wow. 2020, am I right? 2020. So the face of the franchise, Tom Brady, follows typical old New England on the verge of retirement uh, protocol, and he moved to Florida mm -hmm. to become a Florida man. Florida man. He took his took retired tight end Rob Gronkowski, whose rights were still owned by the team with him because Gronk's not going to play for any other quarterback besides Brady. And now that he's not playing for Belichick, sign me up for that shit. Fucker. <laughs> yeah, multiple defensive starters left via free agency, like Kyle Van Noy, who got juked out of the shoes by Lamar Jackson, and looked fucking stupid on national television. Happens every day, B. <laughs> Happens yeah, every yeah. Day. Kyle Van Noy, Landon Roberts went to Miami. Jamie Collins, who has never been affected. Uh, I'm stealing a line from the Detroit pit. Sorry, but Jamie Collins went to Detroit along with Danny Shelton. Uh, they traded Deron Harmon to Detroit as well. So you know. <laughs> Uh, so there's five defensive starters right there. Then on top of that, Chung and Hightower opted out for COVID reasons. So yes. half of the defense, more than half of the starting defense, the front seven essentially is gone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, they still have an elite secondary. Yay. Yay. And we were all prepared for the Jarrett Stidham um, 
era to start in Foxborough. I still have that jersey, goddammit. Uh, when in strolls sassy church on and the most mobile quarterback to wear a Patriots jersey since Steve fucking Grogan in the 70s, Cam Newton. Great. Awesome. Buzzworthy. It's a buzzworthy signing. And I, I, I'm, I'm genuinely excited for this. So please, you know, I want to see how Cam and Belichick coexist in, in the 2020 season. I want to see how effective he is and throwing to no-name wide receivers. Um... um and handing off to no-name running backs. Uh, it's going to be fun. Yeah. Um, you know, everybody not named Julian Edelman is going to be a... You know, the Patriots offense presents more question marks than the answers. <laughs> You're like... See, what, what, what listeners, Kenny and I are in a video conference, so I can see him struggling with this right now. He's having a tough fucking time talking about the Patriots. He knows deep down in his heart of hearts... This is going to be fucking terrible this year. <laughs> See, I still think, though, that there's enough there that they can eke out the division because all four teams have. Oh, well, yeah, and they all have the hardest schedules in the NFL. And you deserve it. All of you do. <laughs> eh, stop it. <laughs> but, yeah, so, I mean, it's a buzzworthy signing. And besides that, you were all sitting back waiting to see how Davey from Dorchester and Sully from Southie handle rooting for a black quarterback, right? I am totally waiting for that because... Yeah, I mean, if he wins the division, it's going to be fine. But if yeah. not, get ready. Speaking of winning the division, can we agree that if Belichick pulls it off this year with this roster, he is the uh, greatest coach ever? No. Okay, you're, fine. Because your division sucks. Fine, you're right. Whatever. If you were still, in the AFC need... West, I'd be like, yeah, he's fucking amazing. <laughs> they still need to sign a wide receiver worth a damn since they just released Muhammad Sanu and his $6.5 million in cap relief and the Patriots' biggest waste of a second-round pick since April. Ooh. Uh, but hey, if the backs and Edelman can pull it together, Cam can be his 2018 self, the new tight ends can be better than the jokes they had in 2019, the youth movement on defense takes hold sooner rather than later, and the elite secondary and still keep the Patriots in games. If all that happens, I'm going to say he's the best coach ever. All right. On to the NFC South, starting with the team that I habitually forget exists. When I shouldn't, because they're the owners of the most embarrassing fucking lead surrender in a Super Bowl ever, the Atlanta mm. Falcons. Um, I felt kind of sorry for Falcons fans this year. We gave them, we gave their biggest rivals and noted choke artists themselves way too much ammo for social media trolling a Super Bowl 51. 51. And yeah. while Patriots fans will always cherish 28-3 and the joy it brought, we recognize the unintended side effect as they will be totally, eternally trolled for it. As they should. That said, I dig the new threads. He digs the new threads. I think they look like FUBU jerseys, personally, from the early 2000s. Who remembers FUBU jerseys? <laughs> I remember FUBU jerseys. I owned FUBU jerseys. That was a fucking FUBU jersey. But some of the alternate jerseys, those are fine. Um, okay. I dig the Todd Gurley signing. I don't know how to feel about the Todd Gurley signing. I think it will improve their offense and give Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley chances to shine. Fair. Matty Ice also has a better O-line this year, too. Important. But the defense has to stay healthy and pull its weight. It won't. I mean, stop me if you heard this one before, but Keanu Neal is done for the year. It's getting old in Atlanta. It's going to happen again. And if they can apply the grit of... Uh, of not allowing 20 points or more like they did at the end of, uh, before the end of last season, they have a shot. Not really. But given the fact that their locker room was, it was a triage before Rona, I'm not confident. And you know what, Kenny? Neither am I. <laughs> Carolina. Carolina. I don't know. 
They have Christian. Is Christian McCaffrey the quarterback now? Who's? I mean, they have They have no quarterback, and their team's offense is predicated on the effectiveness of Christian McCaffrey. There. That's all you need to know. Yeah. Uh, New Orleans, the troll farm that is Nola, se- seems to conveniently forget its own playoff failures frequently. And while, yes, they won a Super Bowl 11 years ago, they aren't really ones to talk about playoff failure. <laughs> and they were also responsible for P.I. being reviewable, which is no longer reviewable because mm-hmm. it was never – because my thoughts are <laughs> for the rest. <laughs> that shit alone should banish them to the Phantom Zone. But here we are, still telling the efficacy of Drew Brees as a super quarterback when really it's the fact that despite knowing that they're going to throw to Michael Thomas, opposing defenses still can't cover him. The defense is good, and that apparently is enough to get them over the hump. I mean, you have yeah. Carolina in your division, so two. Yeah. That, that's two wins. So yeah. Atlanta, maybe get one out of that. That's three. And yeah. The, the, the next team, though, don't know what to make of this team. Ah. The Tampa Bay yeah. Gronkineers. Go for it. The city of Tampa has gone all in on being Boston's nemesis. Steal Brady? Check. Steal Gronk? Check. Have the Lightning eliminate the Bruins in five again? Why not? <laughs> and the Rays, you know, they can keep being a perpetual thorn in the side of the Red Sox. And, you know, they've embarrassed them a few times this year, but then again, the Red Sox embarrass themselves nightly. Nightly. Add in the fact that Brady walks into the place and is immediately given all the offense he could ever hope for with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, O.J. Howard, Cameron Bray, and Ronald Jones II to throw to. Then they draft him a beast old lineman in Tristan Wirfs. So his blind side is locked up better than Marshall fucking Newhouse. Nice. Uh, and they acquire a bruiser to run the ball like Leonard Fournette. And you see why they the hype train is on the Bucks potentially being the first team to ever ho- host the Super Bowl. See, though, the question mark is on defense. And what I think it's one that's gonna that's gonna derail their championship aspirations. I think they're gonna be a wild card team at best. When they find out Tom Brady can't throw more than 30 yards, they're going to be really pissed. All right, so. (laughs) (laughs) He can't throw more than 10. I mean, I gave him 30 because, you know, if he's seven-step drop, he gets a couple seconds to really wind up that old arm of his. He can let us sling a good 30 Uh yards two, three times a game. But anything past that, no. So, Evans, all right, we'll see. (laughs) So, Chicago, NFC North. They named Kitty Kissing Mitch Trubisky starting quarterback over the god that is Big Dick Nick Foles after trading for him and his ridiculous contract for the Jaguars. But in all fairness, the Jaguars traded everybody. Uh, the defense <laughs> is still continuous regression in the absence of Vic Fangio. If being a top 10 unit as opposed to a top 5 unit is a regression, Khalil Mack notwithstanding. Chicago, listen, your coach has PTSD from the double doink. He's literally not been the same. We're going to rag on you for trading all those draft assets to move up one spot to pick a quarterback nobody was fucking checking for when Watson was still on the board. We can, like, look at, well, Mahomes was on the board, too. Mahomes was a huge question mark coming out of college. Nobody knew who was going to be what he was. Well, Watson was a fucking champion. You could have had Watson. Mm-hmm. Instead, you traded a bunch of assets to move up one spot to pick the guy nobody fucking knew about before the fucking draft worked up. Trubisky wasn't that good in college. He's not that good right now. He's not going to mm-hmm. be good. Him winning over Nick Foles is fucking, okay, Nick Foles, if you've never paid attention to his career, being in Philadelphia, and I have, he is either brilliant or fucking terrible. There's yeah. no in-between. And to be honest, you get a lot more terrible out of him than brilliant out of him. 
So yeah. him beating Nick Foles in camp, it happens. Here's the problem, though. Nick Foles is going to win that locker room because he's an awesome guy. Yeah. And you're going to want to see what Big Dick Nick's got when Trubisky starts throwing <laughs> interceptions multiple times in games. So by week six, you're going to see Nick Foles go out there. He's going to do his Fitzpatrick impression by winning some games. He's going to cause a controversy. And you're going to realize that you guys missed on that pick. And everyone involved who should be fired won't be fired because it's Chicago. So enjoy that, <laughs> Chicago. Brandon, I love you, man. Your team sucks. Not going to lie. They make bad Sorry. decisions. If it wasn't for teams like this next team, you'd be the worst in the in, in the division. So let's talk about Detroit. Oh, God. <laughs> At least so how many, not Detroit. <laughs> so how many former Patriots do you think it's enough to keep Matt Patricia employed? I hope not. He sucks. Hey, him and that stupid pencil behind his hat. Fuck him. And the beard. And him being late. And the culture of mistake. He's, but he's betting that Jamie Collins, who has never been effective outside of Foxborough, look at his time in Detroit, or excuse me, in Cleveland. Uh, it's Cleveland, dude. Yeah, but, yeah. Because he's, he's going to have him freelancing on, on the defense for him. So he's got that to look forward to. Uh, he's going to bring in Danny Shelton, Deron Harmon, and all the other previous cast-offs from, from Foxborough and hope that that's enough. But he's doing nothing to keep Matt Stafford upright, so yeehaw. So you mean a guy who is not that great of a defensive coordinator under Belichick, whose coaching tree consists of a whole lot of rotted fruit, being given a head, the, the reins of a team that's never really made good decisions, is making bad decisions and not doing well? No way. Stop it. No Stop way. It if, you've yeah. read this, if you've heard this before. Yeah, they're 9-22-1 in his two seasons. He sucks balls. Anyway, yeah. Green Bay, ah, the Beavs not there to blame anymore. So uh, Rodgers and the Packers, of course, went 13-3 and made it to another NFC Championship game where they were once again got their dicks kicked in by the Niners. Topping ah. that disappointment, uh, disappointing end with Aaron Rodgers and a bunch of unproving wide receivers and a defensive team uh, made no real significant improvements. That's going to be tough. So with LaFleur, uh, okay, so he seems to mesh better with Rodgers than Beav did. Uh, they still have a lot of holes. Uh, other than um, Devontae Adams, there's not a lot to talk about with, with Green no. Bay. Uh, Aaron Rodgers can only work his magic so much. At some point, they're going to have to draft better. Uh, the, the clock is ticking on this guy. He's basically Brett Favre 2.0. He's a brilliant generational talent who's only going to win one Super Bowl. And uh, can we also point out the fact that they made waves by drafting uh, a quarterback in the first round this year? Yeah, we should. Which, yeah, yeah, because definitely. You know, because as, as pissy as, as as Aaron Rodgers was at his treatment from Brett Favre when he was in that position, he's doing the exact same thing to the new guy. Yeah, Jordan Love didn't ask for any of this, and I actually kind of feel sorry for him because I thought the Patriots were going to take him at twenty three until they traded out of that pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I kind of feel bad for the kid because he's getting all the hate that he doesn't deserve. You know who I feel bad for? Josh no. Rosen. I feel bad for Josh Rosen. Yeah, I, I, I think do too. I think he he has never in his NFL career tasted anything resembling a, a functional franchise. Arizona in eighteen, Miami in nineteen. What's yeah. next? Is he going to be the Jacksonville quarterback? I hope the fuck not. I hope the team actually has quarterback developmental skills picks him up. Like I don't know, Kansas City, Philadelphia, something like that. Yeah, I hope so too. He's just yeah. worth the kick of the tires. Anyway, it's on Minnesota. you with Minnesota. Yeah, so they traded away Stephen Diggs, 
They traded for Yannick Ngakwe, who took I didn't $6 see much million dollars less to leave Jacksonville. I know, right? That's how bad he wanted out. Mm. I mean, the, the, the defense was borderline terrifying before they got him. Oh, yeah. And now? Oh, God. Yeah, yeah him and Daniil Henderson on the, uh, on the O-line or on the D-line together? Yeah, they're, they're serious. They're going to pile up the sacks and the yards, for, the tackles for loss like you wouldn't fucking believe. <laughs> I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be amazing to watch. That being said, Kyle Rudolph can only push off so many times, and Adam Thielen can only be told to shut the fuck up by the refs as many times before you have to get something more than a Dalvin Cook handoff from Kirk Cousins' guaranteed contract having ass. So no soup or bowl for you, Minnesota. Uh no soup for you, soup Nazi Joe. Yeah, uh, yeah. The NFC West, uh, ah. the Week 17 Sunday night game will come from this division, and both the participants will meet again in the playoffs. Book it. Hey, <laughs> you know, right? Arizona. Maybe I'm speaking as a height-advantaged American. Nice. But I'm not getting too amped about Kyler Murray. Yes, he has DeAndre Hopkins to throw to al- uh, along with white-haired Lairford. He's still in the league. I uh, know, right? Seventh, wow. Season. He looks like Stevie Wonder at this point. But anyway, Leif, with the braids. With the braids. Right? It's the fucking dreads. They, they're gray. Like Stevie Wonder's. Anyway. I thought it was because he was blind. No, no. Leif for joke. See. Anyway. Right. Uh, some guy named Christian Kirk. I get it. Uh, he also needs a step stool to see over the O-line. And the defense will improve from 2018 to 2019. Still has a ways to go before they cannot be needing the offense to bail them out in shootouts. Look, listen. I like... <laughs> I like Kyler Murray. He's exciting to watch play. He's almost bailed this terrible fucking team out multiple times. Uh, yes, he needs the fucking the the the, the toddler seat at TGI Fridays, and yes, <laughs> and yes, he sits on a milk crate when he drives. But the guy can play some ball. He can play some ball, but you know, unfortunately, the height is a disadvantage to him. Is it though? I remember Doug Flutie having quite the career, and he was short. Not this short, but he was short. <laughs> yeah, he. Yeah, I'm just saying, Kyler is way shorter than they bill him as. Oh, I know. He's he's a yeah. little guy. His playing guy. card. His playing card is a full body shot. This <laughs> <laughs> shit on Madden, they just do a headshot. It's this whole fucking body and shit in full uniform. We're like we have to fill the frame up somehow. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned Madden. Because, uh, uh, you know, did you get the cheat codes uh, from that other guy? Uh, you know, uh, like dude. Sean McVay did? McVay fucking is so overrated, dude. You know what? So we Go, told please. you last year that Sean McVay was a fraud who copied other people's homework. Didn't even change the name at the, the top. Didn't even change no. the name at the top of the paper. Turn that shit in. Nothing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but why on earth would you get stoked about this team other than the fact that it's moving into a new stadium this year? I mean, they don't even have Todd Gurley. I mean, they have a couple of, you know, C.J. Henderson and Cam Akers. I don't know who and, those people are. Yeah. Henderson. They, uh, they, yeah. Yeah, they have uh, Robert Woods. Okay. Oh, yeah. Actor. Right. That's James and, Woods. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, that guy. Fuck that guy. Yeah. So... They're Rotten. not. They're not good. Jared Goff's not good. McVay's not a savant as a coach. He's got a good memory, and that's it. He doesn't innovate shit. Yeah. 
No, I mean, teams will just force Jared Goff to make a play and wait for him to shit his pants. Which he, which he will do repeat. he's overrated and overpaid. Yeah. So, on to uh. the, the, the team I believe is the second best uh, team in this division. Um, San Francisco. Yeah, I would agree. So, so, Jimmy G and the Niners came within 10 points, uh, came within a blown 10-point fourth quarter lead of winning the Super Bowl and returned the same cast, most, uh, most of the same cast this year. So there's a reason for excitement again in the Bay Area. However, I'm going to say this as nicely as possible. Kyle Shanahan, when you have the lead, run the fucking ball. Kyle Fuck Shanahan, say. at this point, is he's broken on a level that I don't think I've seen a head coach be broken on because I've never seen a head coach blow a lead in the Super Bowl and the end for two separate teams. Like, I've never seen him do it. He's such an offensive fucking savant. He's good. He he does offense well, but he can't close big games to save his life. He can't. So, shit, dude. Run the fucking ball. Like, Pete Carroll showed you to run the ball years ago. Run the fucking ball. Right. Run the fucking ball. Yeah. You got to get running back. Run the fucking ball. Control like, the clock. Run seriously. The God damn it. God. Shit, man. Anyway. Like, it, didn't, it didn't work on one play, so they abandoned it, you know? With yeah, a ten point lead. He's he's simply at this point, he's I guess I don't know, maybe he's trying to, to do it his way and win his way, which is why he's never gonna fucking win. No. He's no, always he's gonna not. be that close and be and, that guy. And it's that insistence that's gonna give Seattle the division. It is. So let's talk yeah. about Seattle, Kenny. Hey, they flew under the radar for most of the season. But yeah. let's, let's face it, low key, uh, Russell Wilson was an MVP candidate last season. Russell Wilson it should be the fucking MVP. He is an exceptional quarterback, and I don't think he gets credit. Possibly because he's more prolific in trolling a noted fuckboy uh, future, but he's a really good quarterback. That's <laughs> <laughs> like the whole trolling noted fuckboys thing got me. Yeah, oh no. He, he trolls future like it's, like it's his only job. <laughs> Hey. But let's face it, though, the, the Seahawks recognized their window was now. Yeah. And they went out and they made sure that they bolstered their chances in that window by getting Jamal Adams. Yep, they did. I mean, seriously, they're, I think they're trying to revive the Legion of Boom by getting him. Well, they certainly improved their chances of doing something like that. Oh, for fuck's sake, yeah. I mean, because, you know, Pete Carroll's the oldest coach in the league. Did you know that? No way. Yeah, so he's due to retire soon, and you figure... That the Pete Carroll Russell Wilson marriage, you know, once that's done, is what's left in Seattle. Like, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty after that. Yeah, so well, you got to go for it at this point. Got to do it. And plus, which I mean, you got to see. I mean, how 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 much more times can we get the Captain Osprey joke out there? I mean, we have a few more years. He's he's still doing really well, Russell Wilson. He is so. coming into his ninth season. You realize that? Yeah, he's been around for a minute. He's uh, yeah. he's good. He's good. So and plus they still have DK Metcalf. Yeah, he's he's a walking. He's like a fucking action figure. He's he shouldn't exist in real life. Uh, he should he, not. But he does. Um, of course, he has the agility of a shopping cart with a wobbly wheel. But he runs straight he really fast. And apparently, there's still value in doing that in NFL. And Seattle understood that. So good job, Seattle. On yeah. DK Metcalf. The Eagles picked right. J.R. Thega Whiteside instead of DK Metcalf, who sucked ass last year. But you know. Ew. Yeah. You were really high on that guy. He was kicking ass in camp, and then the season started, and he sucked ass. Turned out, the guy was injured to the point where he needed help going to the bathroom week in and week out. So that injury report was not listing injuries the way it should have been. 
Oh my god. Yeah, apparently he was in a lot of fucking pain last year. Which, and since everybody was dying, it really he was forced out there, and he shouldn't have been. Goodness gracious. So, speaking of... Uh, this is your home. Yeah, NFC East. The division that takes parody home to meet its parents. Once again, crowned a division champ in the last weeks of the season. Only to see that champ lose to a wildcard team at home. Change is the only constant in this division, but even hardened fans of this division were not prepared for what this offseason held for these four teams. Motherfucking I mean, Dallas. God. Uh, Dallas, oh, Dak Prescott is so good that Jerry Jones refuses to sign him long term. To be fair. <laughs> to be fair, Dak was asking for a lot of money, and the boys had already made significant investments literally everywhere else on the roster. So we all knew the math would come back for its reckoning at some point. Uh, you can also you also get the joy of watching Mike Mike McCarthy coach. So after years of mediocrity at the hands of Jerry and Ga- uh, of Jason Garrett, you can now enjoy being somewhat less than mediocre under the careful tutelage of McCarthy. Jerry Jones is somehow still alive and as lecherous as ever, and is still very much in charge of all things Cowboys. So enjoy that as well. Oh, and the ginger from Cincinnati is here to back up Dak. So I expect Dallas fans to throw Dak to the wolves. Alatano Romo, once he has his uh, once he has his first multi turnover game. New York Giants, as Daniel Jones, good? No, not really. Is he as bad as we thought he would be? No, not really. And Daniel Jones being neither good nor bad, he's a suitable replacement for the sentient derp of Eli Manning. <laughs> Just like Manning, he'll need a dominant run game at defense if he's going to do anything worthwhile with his team. Hopefully, he never gets those things. Jason Garrett is not your offensive coordinator, and your head coach is one of the many underripe fruit from the Belichick coaching tree in Joe Judge. No idea who Joe <laughs> Judge is? special teams coach. No idea who Joe Judge is? Me, me either. But Giants fans, be prepared to experience the opposite of what Bill Parcells did for you. <laughs> Saquon is still there. Ouch. And is still very good, and is probably going to be hobbled by an anchor injury by week three because there is still a shit ton of holes along the offensive line, and while the receiving core is adequate, Daniel Jones is your quarterback, so no idea if I'll actually get the ball to any of them. Ugh. The Washington Ugh. professional football persons. Ugh. Holy shit, did this franchise take it into shorts this offseason. After finally dropping the racial slur they had for a nickname, and only after big-name companies started to pull big money away from the team, the minority owners also wanted out from under this shit show of franchise as they tried to panic sell before the Washington Post dropped a bombshell report uh, absolutely disgusting the team's culture was slash is with respect to sexual harassment. The report contained a lot of things we already knew, such as, uh, you know, uh, high donor photo shoots with the cheerleaders being nude, a lot of groping. They were almost like forcing their cheerleaders into prostitution and coaching. We knew about these things. Those are, But it did add a lot more uh, to the shit Sunday uh, that is this team. It, it was really bad. Uh, it's also new reports have been constantly coming out as more women step forward to tell their stories. Not a good time to be in that, scum, uh, to be in that front office while also being a scumbag. They did make a sound coaching hire with Ron Rivera, who was just recently diagnosed with cancer. I hope he beats cancer. I really do. Fuck cancer. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how effective of a coach you can be with that looming over your head. They also just cut Adrian Peterson and still only have one wide receiver that's worth a shit. The D-line is stacked with first-round picks, but they got to stay healthy, which has been a challenge for them. Alex Smith has returned after 17 surgeries, almost dying a couple times, and almost mm-hmm. losing his leg a couple times. Good to see him coming back. That being said, Dwayne Haskins is your week one starter against Philly. Good <laughs> luck and fuck you. All right. Philly, my birds. 
Time to give it to him, right? Oh, he's a homer. He's not going to shoot in the birds. You have no idea how much Eagles fans hate their own team. So, <laughs> Connor, wait, locker, wait. Yeah, Connor locker wait, room wait. leaders like Malcolm Jenkins and Nigel Bradham. This is Wentz's team now, for better or for worse. The team dropped a ton of draft capital in wide receiver position after fielding a wide receiver court consisting of Deshaun Jackson, Nelson Aguilar, Alshon Jeffrey, Kenneth Perkins, Dirk Diggler, my youngest daughter D3, a decommissioned <laughs> animatronic character who shut down Chuck E. Cheese, and Greg Ward. I'm sure I, I missed a few names. For the Eagles. So, so <laughs> listeners, if I didn't call your name and you suited up for wide receiver for the Eagles, I'm sorry. There's just so many. Uh, the team still somehow won the division and still managed to get two passes out of wins before he was headshot and concussed by Clowney in debatable dirty play in the playoffs. The Eagles also drafted a ton of speed, and as per tradition, they are all leaving camp with the majority of it injured in some way. Uh, last year's first-round pick is out for the season with a torn bicep, but he was getting steamrolled at left tackle, so not sure if that's good or bad. Good thing we signed the ghost of Jason Peters to play guard just in case this happened. What? He wants more money to slide over to left tackle, so no, we're not going to pay him. We're just going to see who we can put at left tackle while playing him at guard, which he's never played before. So that's maximum Eagles right there. And uh, So that being said, I expect my phone to ring any minute now to suit up a left tackle. Um, the Eagles have also chosen to be the vanguard for social justice in the NFC East, which I'm not sure if that helps win games or not, but I suppose it's nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just want to go back to that whole thing about the, the whole self-hatred that Philly fans have. Dude, yeah, the quote kind of from work to. is so amazing. I want to hear that. Say that quote, dude. All right, so, yeah. For, for context, me, me and one of the teachers at my school are talking about how uh, hockey is bringing out, you know, the worst in us, you know, emotionally. <laughs> like, I was all sorts of bummed out because the Bruins had just been eliminated. And she's like, yeah, I know. I need to be the Flyers to just get this over with so I can channel all my hatred into the Eagles. Spoken like, like, that's how you fan. Philly fans approach things. Spoken like a true Philly fan, man. Nobody hates my I team know, like I do. ridiculous. Channel all of my hatred into the Eagles. Like, you love the team enough to hate it? Yeah, of course. That's how it works. Okay. It's a Philadelphia thing. We love and hate everything. <laughs> well, other things we hate, hate. Like, we hate, hate Dallas, but we love, hate the Eagles. Okay. Yeah. So I love, hate the Red Sox. Yeah. I guess I can see it now, yeah. Yeah, you love them enough to hate them because they cost yeah. me. So. Because they, they, yeah, they made me mad. I mean, two years ago, they were World Series champions. Now they're a joke. Yeah, anyway, keep your phone handy, uh, Kenny. They may be calling you to play left tackle as well. Oh, so. I thought I was going to be a tight end. No, we have those. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, we have two pretty good tight ends. It's, oh, see, speaking of tight ends, him. Zach Ertz. After after Kittle and uh, Kelsey got all the money to play tight end, the Eagles were like, hey, let's talk to our guy who's the top three tight end about a new contract. And then the Eagles put a number out, and then the contract negotiations abruptly stopped. So uh -oh. I'm not, that can't be good. Wait, wait, wait. Cue up the, the little Twitter gif of Bill Belichick walking out to the Stone Cold Steve Austin music. Oh, yeah, but it's not going to happen, dude. Okay. I know, because every time somebody becomes a free agent, it's like, oh, the Patriots are interested, and it just drives up the price. Nah, he's still in the contract. They just redid his contract not too long ago. Okay, I, is, I know. But they but... want to extend him, uh, but since Kittle reset the market as well as uh, Kelsey, they're like, he wants all the money, which he's a top three tight end, period. Yeah, I so, just don't know where you're going to find the money for that. Yeah, we're in cap hell starting next year, so. Exactly. So let's figure it out. Either way. Ah, so it is time right. 
for the prognosticate our division winners, sir. Yes, sir. Division winners. So for the Steve to go back up to the top. For the AFC South, I have I don't know. Houston winning this division. I'm I'm torn between Houston and Indy. I'm, I think an old marmalade or I I have more faith. And Watson than I do marmalade. So Houston wins because the rest of the division is not interested in winning. Actually, I'm actually go... you know what? Tennessee. Yeah, I was going to say it. Yeah, I was gonna, I'm going to go with Tennessee as well. Because, Gotta go with Tennessee. Yeah, you know, despite that non-spectacular defense, they seem like they're genuinely committed to winning. Yeah, you don't got to be a spectacular defense. You just got to be good. Yeah, you just got to be willing to chop your dick off. Good dick <laughs> For the AFC North. Um, Baltimore Duh. is going to win and prophesize playoff victories before getting smoked at home. Uh, ah, yeah, I agree with that one. Yeah, so Baltimore. Not repeating it because of present company. If if uh, here's the thing, right? If Lamar Jackson actually completes his metamorphosis into a complete passer, then they the sky's the limit for this team. Uh, I'm sorry, we've been waiting for that since 2016 when it, he was a freshman at Louisville. It. All right, so let's let's be real. College college quarterbacks, college coaches aren't interested in developing a guy like fucking Jackson. They want him to run. That's it. Because in college you can get away with that shit. And in pros True. you got to develop. And you got to remember Randall Cunningham, who Buddy Ryan mismanaged, had a renaissance in Minnesota as a passer. So I want to say the talent is there for Lamar. He's just got to develop. And we'll see if he, okay. if he does take the step, which he may not. Because remember he's an idiot. So he he's, he's a fucking idiot. Um. But if he yep. takes a step, then that team's going to be dangerous for a while. Harbaugh is a good coach. He has been a good coach for his whole time there. Um, yeah. So, you know, they're always going to be in contention. The fact that yeah. Cincinnati and Cleveland are in this division and that Pittsburgh looks to take a huge step back with Roethlisberger being a million years old, I I got it there by default. You got to stay with the Ravens on the on the, on the the ASC North. But Yeah, yeah. ASC North is going to be the Ravens. I mean, once he threw that interception in against Tennessee – in the his first interception, it was I, I was like it's over in my mind. I just was like he was I'm trying. sitting there in a room full of Raven fans, his and I just watched him helping. press too hard. His receivers were not helping; they were dropping a lot of passes. Yes, they, they were. were. They were not helping. Yeah. So, so. we'll see. We'll see. I, I'm not sure what kind of uh, a hype man or leader he is. We're gonna find out though. Yeah, he. You know, let's see what kind of progression he can make. I think though, it's gonna be enough for them to win the North. Well, yeah, the North is not shouldn't be that hard to take. Yeah. Um, unless Cleveland gets his shit together somehow, which I'm not sure it can. It's got too much. Oh come on, Cleveland bad. getting their shit together? Get out of here. It, it could happen. <laughs> Dumber, stranger things have happened. I don't know. Yeah, they they have. You're right. The AFC West. This is Kansas City's division. I don't I mean, see come on. any of these teams pressing. The, the the gap between Kansas City and the other four three teams is absurd. It, it, the gap between Kansas City and like all but four teams in the NFL is absurd. Yeah, but just this division, it's a really bad gap. It's a gulf. It's a gulf. Like, you can say, all yeah. right, Drew Locke's the man in Denver. Okay, what about the rest of that team? Sure. All right, you can go, okay. all right, well, you know, Las Vegas. Las Vegas has absolutely no talent. And the Los Angeles Chargers are are in a rebuild, so Kansas City would have to literally implode in order for them not to take this division. They could, yeah, I mean they're not going to lose a division to Tyrod Taylor or a rookie quarterback. Yeah, not no, not uh, happening. These Chargers don't do it. AFC East, this is Buffalo's to lose. I'm not I, I'm not, I don't know. What I mean, see, yeah, I agree with you in theory. I don't know what New England looks like right now. I have no, I have no idea 
what's going to hit the field for New England. I have no idea how Cam Newton will function under Belichick's coaching style. I, I mean, it's it's he's a, he's such a huge contrast to what Tom Brady was. Yeah. And not to mention, New England absolutely hates black people. So, you know, I don't see him getting the support when times are tough that Tom Brady would get or any other white quarterback would get, to be honest with you. So it's a, that's a fair assessment. So, you know, he's going to get booed in Foxborough if he's not playing well. A lot more so than Stidham would. Yeah, I, I, I mean, if, if it starts off rough for him in the first four games, the, the calls for Stidham or even Brian Hoyer Hoyer's on WEEI yeah. um, are going to be prolific. And I, I just... I really want Cam to do well. Well, I, I, really I want do. him to do well too, but I don't want you guys to make the playoffs or win anything because, you know, fuck that New entire England. region of the country and that team in particular. But I like I like Cam Newton because he agitates a certain group of people so much. I'm not even going to lie about it. Like the, pe- the fact that people get irrationally angry at at his celebrations, I'm okay with that just because they get irrationally angry about it. Yeah, but yeah, I I still think though with the um it's a crap. Sh- it's a toss-up between New England and Buffalo in the AFC East, and I'm gonna go with New England because go I'm a homer. Right? Yeah, because well, you're a homer. I got to ride or die with them. Yeah. To be honest, if Josh Allen does Josh Allen's things, then it's gonna be New England's division. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's and that's the other thing is I'm counting on Josh Allen to do Josh Allen things oh, and man. cost Buffalo this division. Sometimes the store brand stuff is not as good as the name brand stuff. Yeah, Great. nine and seven will be good enough to take the AFC East, if you ask me. All right. So uh, NFC South, I actually, I actually have New Orleans taking this division. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know what's going to come out of Tampa. I don't have Atlanta doing much of anything, to be honest with you. I just think that they're they they need a reload, and I don't think yeah. they're going to be able to do it via castoffs like Todd Gurley, who's good when his knee isn't inflamed, which you don't know what's going to happen. I think Matty Ice has. Hall has a is is a borderline Hall of Famer who has MVP seasons that no one gives a fuck about. Um, and I'll yeah. just, I also stand by my statement that when you have a, a top tier receiver, which they have two of, you don't win the Super Bowl because it hasn't happened since Jerry Rice. Okay. See now I'm I was a little more torn, but the Tampa Bay defense is what can, convinces me that New Orleans is going to win this division. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, they can have all the offensive firepower they want and a smart quarterback, finally. They're not going to win this division. A smart quarterback. Where is Jameis Winston anyway? He's backing up somebody. He's back up in New Orleans. <laughs> oh, all the free seafood you can grab and run out of the store with. All right. Yes, already. <laughs> uh, all right. Crab So the uh, NFC North, I have Minnesota winning this because I don't trust Trubisky. I don't trust, I don't trust the, uh, the head coach, Nagy. I don't trust Nagy in Chicago. I would love to. They have a ton of talent, mm-hmm. but I don't trust him to properly use it because he's so broken from the double doink, which was a couple years ago, right? Right. Get but, over it, right? But even last year starting camp, his obsession with it was so fucking unhealthy, and it was such a huge red flag that it was like, dog, that's not okay. Nah, bro. Not okay. Green Bay could do it, but the Minnesota's, yeah. Minnesota's additions are noteworthy. Scary. No worry. Yeah. So unless they are I mean, Detroit's an afterthought. Detroit, fuck Detroit. They can, yeah. you know, any Belichick, anyone from the Belichick coaching tree, I'm going to write them off because they haven't done shit in 20 years. 
None right. of them have ever done anything beyond being a coordinator, with the exception of Bill O'Brien. I, not Bill O'Brien, Kubiak. Eric Mangini. He was able to get himself shunned by every coach ever for Spygate for reporting on his former mentor. Yeah, uh, he won a playoff game, but that's about it. All right, that's that's a play. I mean, motherfuckers that fall yeah. on ass and the ass first in the playoff game wins left and right. Rick Co- Rich Kotite won a playoff game, I think. So it was so sad. shit. All right, so uh, whatever, you know. Um, so I have Minnesota taking that. You you do as well, right? Yes. All right. So the NFC West. It's between San Francisco and Seattle, but I'm going to go yeah. with Seattle, honestly. I believe that uh, I believe that Carroll is a better coach than Shanahan when it comes down to it. I believe that yeah, Russell Wilson not... is worlds better as a quarterback than Jimmy G, and I think their defense is good enough to give San Francisco enough of a fit and that Russell is as good enough of a quarterback to make San Francisco's defense have a, have a tough time as well. So I'm going to give this to Seattle. Seattle's going to take that division. Ugly, yeah, but he's going to take it. Yeah, and, and not only that, but you figure that Seattle beat San Francisco twice last season. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So uh, Seattle's without the crowd noise, we don't know how effective the stadium's going to be, but that's going to be the case for a lot of teams this year. So yeah, we're gonna, so a lot of teams are going to have to figure out how to how to get that through. And, and when you start piping in crowd noise with your speaker systems, they're going to have to figure out how to really do that to where it's not just out where it's not outlandish and shit. <laughs> yeah, you got to figure out how to do it like they do in the bubble for the NBA and the NHL. You know, I like how they have the virtual fans there. That's yeah, I love that. Too. I like that too. I thought it was great. It's weird. It makes it look like a yeah, video. The game. NBA really done it. Although the WWE kind of showed us why that's a bad idea. Well, I don't know if you noticed that they're doing the same thing, and then like people are like dressing up in clan robes. No, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. you have so to. You got to really screen that. You have to. I think you have to get approved to 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 join. I think there's a screening process, and they have maybe a delay on how it's shown. I don't know. The NBA has had a couple people flash uh, uh-huh. some movies out there, but nothing like a clan robe. So. Yeah, so like I, I just you know I like the the virtual walls of fans, which is cool, you know. It's, it's kind of cool, yeah. Uh, and for the NFC East, I'm gonna have my Eagles repeating as division champs for the first time since 2004, and here's why: because really, it is a toss-up year in and year out between Dallas and Philly right now, with New York being in a rebuild, Washington being fucking terrible. I, I don't see Washington having the offensive talent required to score enough points to nope. really challenge either one of those two teams. I don't see New York having the uh, the structure that it needs. And it's got a Belichick prodigy, whatever you want to call him. Joe Judge uh, is Joe a special Judge teams is a coordinator. Coach, so I'm not sure what he's going to do, if anything. Um, not really. So Dallas bringing in McCarthy, the, fresh, the breath of fresh air thing uh, tends to work out well for teams that first year or two. Um, but them not paying Dak, Dak being unhappy, Andy Dalton being in the wings, uh, Zeke Elliott being still very good but wearing down very quickly, Amari Cooper vanishing at, for long stretches and the Eagles literally signing his kryptonite, to me are moves that, that say that the Eagles are going to take this division a second time. Um, Dallas could very well challenge for a wild card, and I mean, it, it, they could take the division. I just, I just think there's too much upheaval. Uh, and I don't think McCarthy's that good. I think it's just a matter of time before Jerry Jones starts to use McCarthy as a puppet mm. and and start making moves that that undermine his authority as a coach that are going to undo the team. 
So um, I, I have to go. With, I have to go with. The, I have to go with the Eagles in this one. I called it last year. I called it every year, but I called it last year. As of well. course you do. I mean, I yeah, mean, I no, called the Patriots honestly, in the East. Honestly, the year prior, Dallas. Uh, the, the last couple of years, once again, it was it was it was up between the Eagles and Dallas at the end of the year. Dallas didn't show up in Week 16. If they show up no. in Week 16, they win the division. If they show up in that game, like in in Philly against the Eagles, they win the fucking division. The Eagles go home for the year. They didn't. Mm-hmm. I don't see that not happening again. The core of this no, team is still there, and it's unhappy now. Dak Prescott's unhappy, and he's got a capable backup on the bench. They're gonna call for fucking Andy Dalton to start at some point if he doesn't play well. I agree with you on that one, and I think that's um, it's either going to motivate Dak to get the job done, or it's going to work to his detriment. I mean, now, let's you not know, forget the results will play themselves out on the field. That's not what happens. Let's not forget what happened when Zeke went down. He's absolutely dependent on the success of Ezekiel Elliott as running back. I agree with that. To be yes, successful as a passer. So we're going to see. I think Dallas just is too dependent on one or two guys. Yeah, the Eagles. You know. We've, we've had success with weirdos coming off the bench. We really have. Dallas has Boston not. Boston Scott? Fucking Boston Scott, Nick Foles. Even in the playoffs when you had, um, God damn, who was the quarterback we had? Um, old guy, too. Oh, I forgot his name. Either way, he, the, the, he's like 40 years old. The, the, oh, uh, McCown. Yeah, Josh McCown. Even him, like we've had success with. And he you know, tore his leg up in he, that game. He tore his ass muscle. He tore his hamstring. He tore his hamstring in the game and played through the whole game. Like Philly's had good players show up out of nowhere in the absence of stars. Uh, Greg Ward, right, yep. showed up big time for the receiving core when we were fielding players like you and me out there. So I got to give it to the Eagles that if it comes down to losing your starters due to whatever. Uh, on offense, Eagles are uh, are better right now until McCarthy shows me something. Maybe next year this time, I'll say that McCarthy's proven that he's got something and Dallas is, is a legitimate threat and maybe they have Andy Dalton locked into a long term or Dak Prescott or somebody else. I don't know. Yeah. A lot of question marks in Dallas, though. And I'm really... It's a, it's a little too much volatility in Dallas for really me to is. really and, get on it. And honestly, as much as I want to say I'm a homer on this, looking at these two teams, because if, there's, if, there, if there are two teams in a division that pay attention to each other, it's these two. Eagles, yep. and the Dallas and Philly pay a lot of attention to each other, and only the homerest of homers would say unequivocally that one team would win or not. Dallas has a chance. I just, I just don't know how they're going to react to what's happening. A lot of, yeah, a lot of upheaval. So, yeah, gotta, I, I, I agree. And the fact that they committed all that money to Amari Cooper and made D- Dak unhappy, I think, tips it in favor of Philly for me as well. Yeah, they, um, they paid the defense, they paid the running back, they paid the receiver. They paid everyone except Dak, who they kept crowing that Dak was the best quarterback in the division, that he was a top five NFL talent. They got him for a steal in the fourth round, and he's played under the yeah. rookie contract that he's outplayed, and they haven't given him his money. Now, is he worth $30 million a year? Debatable, but that's the market. Is any pay. quarterback worth that much in this league? Uh, Mahomes is making on average $50, $50 million a year. 50.3. Yeah, so is he worth it? That's to be debatable, but you're paying – for an NFL Meanwhile, starter, starter level quarterback, you're paying at least 25. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, not New England. Cam's on a one year prove a deal coming off a major injury. Cam's oh, an yeah. anomaly. Next year, you're gonna have to pay for Cam if he does well. Well, everybody's anybody who who wants Cam is gonna have to pay for Cam. I think he's gonna outplay that contract by week two. Of course, he is. So I mean, that for any established starting quarterback, you're gonna pay money. You're gonna yeah. have to pay for that. 
And to get consistency at the quarterback position. Mm-hmm. Yes. Kirk Cousins changed the game when Kirk Cousins, who's as mediocre as they come for the most part. You like that? I do not like that. And his whole, I die, if I die, I die, coronavirus take was very fucking irresponsible. But we're not going to talk oh, about fuck. that right now. <sighs> but his contract being fully guaranteed to me, and I will always say, that was a hell of a fucking contract move to do because NFL teams get away with not guaranteeing those contracts. He was able to circumvent that. Mahomes getting all the money ever is still a fairly team-friendly fe- team deal that doesn't have the amount yeah. of guarantees it ought to have for somebody of his caliber. But, of course, mm-hmm. he's from Kansas City. He loves Kansas City. He plays for the team. And he's trying to buy uh, into the Royals. I think he's already bought uh, partial ownership of the, of the Royals. He's, he's making moves. Wow. He's making moves. He's stay there for Mahomes a long, long time. Is, Mahomes, remember his daddy played for the Royals. Yeah. So Mahomes is making days. long-term moves. So, you know, he's 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 growing roots in there. But Mahomes is, you know, Super Bowl winner, very, uh, very talented guy, likable, very lovable guy. Like, no one hates Pat Mahomes. He's just like a great dude. No, you can't, unfortunately. I want him. to. Like, you can, like I said, I hate the city of Kansas City and the whole state of Missouri. Fuck all of that. But I love Andy Reid. And I, I, Pat Mahomes, you gotta love him. He's a lovable guy. So him, him getting his money, but even then, he still didn't as groundbreaking his contract was. It still wasn't as groundbreaking as a fully fucking guaranteed contract in this nope. day's age, like what Kirk Cousins did. And Kirk yeah. Cousins is not anywhere near as talented as Pat Mahomes. No. He's, he's adequate, which is what he needs to be. But he's he's adequate. He beats up on terrible teams and pads his stats. That's good quarterbacks tend to do to be honest with you right i mean you God, we had that, that teams. yeah i mean like brady did that for uh, so, over a decade yeah he did he 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 uh he beat up on his team his division was full of bad teams and as a result he ran up the fucking score on him it happened yeah you i know? mean yeah it's, it's just it's the nature of the beast you know so but i i do i do see that situation in dallas costing them the division it it, it it can i think that uncertainty is what undermines this team because they have a ton of talent they are a very very talented team across both offense and defense it's i, I just i'm not convinced mccarthy's the guy i'm not convinced he'll be empowered to make the decisions he needs to make i believe Dak's gonna play unhappy i think um zeke is wearing down not to say zeke is bad yeah. but I, I don't think zeke is what he was three years ago no running back can have that many carries and hold up he's you know how many touches he has a year like 300 500 300 plus carries uh, touches Excuse me. It's I was going to say 400. Excuse yeah, me. it's, it's insane it the amount of touches he's had in his short career. Just like uh, Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette's a volume guy. The reason he breaks 1,000 yards is because they give him 25 carries a game. You ought, yeah. to break, you, know, you ought to have 1,000 fucking yards if you get 25 fucking carries a game. You're a volume guy. So, mm. so they're good, and they break long runs off here and there, but that wear and tear catches up. It does after about year five. Yeah, so he really close. catches up, and and in the in the division which has to deal with Saquon Barkley as well is really investing in those safeties and linebackers to really catch these running backs, because mm. you know you don't need a a, um, a hammer right. The days of having yeah a a, a jack a, a, a sledgehammer at middle linebacker are over. Now they got guys. They need guys like Luke Keekley who can get to the edge of the edge of the, the, the sideline and just make the tackle. That's what they need. Yeah. They want smart guys like Luke Keekley who can get out there in the Eagles draft, Sean Bradley, and another fucking weirdo safety hybrid linebacker position. Oh, God, that reminds me. To specifically to deal with Saquon Barkley and Zeke. 
Like, I don't need yeah. you to stop him one-on-one. I need you to hit him and latch on and let the rest of the cavalry get there. Yeah, that's that's exactly what the Patriots did this year, too, with which Kyle is, Duggar. Which is smart. Which is yeah, smart. Like, it, it, it is, you know. So, like, so Nobody had ever heard of him. So. so there's a couple different hybrids, and I know we're segueing way out of uh, – how your division where we were a second ago but this is but this is important i believe we discussed this so there's a, a couple different hybrids that defenses are figuring out are very valuable you have the cornerback safety hybrid like a malcolm jenkins right who's a technically a failed cornerback who plays safety because he but you bring him down in the box he covers your slot guy he covers your tight end he covers your running back out mm-hmm. of the backfield he can cover all these guys with the exception of your top number one receiver he takes away three different skill positions just by him being down there and you let your top cornerback take in a born guy or whatever let your true cornerback. Right. you have the cornerback safety hybrid then you have the safety linebacker hybrid which the honey badger was um looking at yeah. it uh brian dawkins was kind of played that way ed reed as great as he was was played more like a true safety right so mm-hmm. if you look at the stats of these two hall of famers both of which should have been first ballot but dawkins had to wait the second ballot ed reed's gonna have more picks which he does. Yeah. However, Dawkins has more sacks and forced fumbles and shit like that because he played down closer to the line. John oh. Lynch, John Lynch was also of that mold of being a safety linebacker hybrid for how he played down close to the line. So yeah. now they're drafting these guys that are like, they're kind of small to be linebackers. They're kind of big to be safeties, but they're exceptionally fast. So they play yes. down close to the line, let them make the plays. They hope their instincts yeah. are that's smart enough to know where the play is going to give yeah. Saquon and Zeke a tough time. I mean, and, and, it's and, also and now, being used on it's also being used on quarterbacks like Lamar Jackson. Like Lamar uh, Jackson, I mean, like, because before Lamar Jackson, yeah, Michael Vick and the um, the Saints figured out that if I bring a, a safety down there, I can contain Michael Vick because no linebacker at the time could do it. Nope. Now those safeties <laughs> are playing linebacker, mm-hmm. but you're not running the ball with Jerome Bettis no more. You know what I'm saying? Right, exactly. Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry, you see once in a while, but most of these guys are going to be like Miles Sanders, who you also have to deal with. Mm-hmm. You know, running backs out here catching passes and shit. They're not running wheel routes anymore. These motherfuckers are running slants. They're out here running straight streaks down the line. Like these, the, the offenses has, has has changed how they're implementing these these different positions into the passing scheme and they need defenders that can keep up with them the michael singletary style middle linebacker is a done deal mm-hmm. not going to see it no more never going to see it ray lewis had to change his whole body to, to survive as long as he did because he couldn't keep up with the guys he was tasked with covering because they weren't running at him no more you're not hitting fullbacks no more there's like what two teams in the play fullback yeah the pats are one of them yeah there's full i think andy reed flirts with a fullback every once in a while but yeah, I know. To be honest, the you kind of graduate Anthony Sherman. Yeah, the, the, the fullback's a dead position, so the need of a giant middle linebacker to butt heads with fullbacks is gone. You're dealing with right. two tight end single back sets. Can you cover a tight end? Can you cover that running back out of the backfield? No, then you're fucking useless. Yeah. So, anyway, that's... All right, Dirty. Yeah. I need a final four for me real quick. Final four what? Football. The uh, championship weekend. Who are we watching? Boy, oh boy. We did not call any wild cards. So yeah. we're missing a ton of teams right now. But if we're going off just division champs, just okay. division champs. Out of the AFC, I got Baltimore and Kansas City. Okay. Chiefs, Ravens, AFC title game. That's a reasonable expectation. Mm-hmm. Like it. Out, out, of the, out of the NFC, 
That's where I, it gets crazy. I'd have to say Minnesota and Philly. Okay. I'm going to go New Orleans, Seattle. Fair. Uh, I think uh, San Francisco's hype train is going to derail, and I think it's going to come down to Russ or Breeze. Good. I don't think Breeze is all that good. I think Russ's world is better than Breeze right now. I know, but it's not going to be Brady. No, see, the Saints always have to be that team that would have done something had this XYZ not happened, and I think they're going to think they're comfortable in that role now. Because to be honest, Twitter will be the same without them bitching about something. <laughs> it will not. No, you're right. Without Michael if Thomas being slighted by the worst about. Madden game ever. Madden, by the way, got a .4 out of 100 Metacritic score. It's the worst game ever. Really? Yeah, the new Madden with Lamar Madden Jackson. Madden 21? Yep. Is the, wor- is the worst one yet. Worst game ever. It absolutely offers nothing from the previous year except the roster update and its gameplay is even worse. Motherfuckers hate this game. EA. Wow. People are really lobbying for the e- for the NFL to, re- to, to, to re- renege on their contract with EA, giving them exclusive rights, which was a bad idea when it first happened. In the first place, because I liked game day. Every, like, yeah, ESPN had a great game. But, oh, yeah. Yeah. Right, so, NFL 2K4. Yep. NFL 2K was a great football game. But, oh, God, yes. So, so now. Did you have it for Dreamcast, though? People, people, I didn't. I saw it on PS2. But people were really done with Madden. EA's been wiping their ass with the franchise in the past. Long. I haven't bought a Madden game since like 2004, dude. I bought time. Madden a couple of, you know, you know, I bought Madden 17 and 18 solely for who was on the cover, and now both of them are in Tampa Bay. So, you yeah, know, so I, I'm going to be taking those back to GameStop, me thinks. To, to, be awesome, to, to be honest with you, though, Seattle does have as good of a chance as making it to the NFC Championship game as anybody else. Yeah. Seattle, you could place, you could place, you could replace Minnesota or Philly with Seattle. You know? Yeah. I mean, Seattle's, Russell Wilson is clutch as fuck. So, he's yeah. really good. I mean, unfortunately, you know, when you mention clutch, everybody's going to argue, but Brady, but Brady. So you're going to have a lot of people taking the sexy pick of the Bucks hosting the Super Bowl. Until I see the Bucks. There's a lot of interchangeable parts. Here's the thing, right? Tom Brady's old. Gronkowski is old. And broken down. And broken down. He, He is physically limited no matter how. You can't look away from it. He can't throw the ball like he used to. He's stepping yeah. out of a system that was built to be very friendly to him into Bruce Arian's system, which says throw the ball deep. Mm-hmm. Don't know how that's going to work when you can't. That's going to be fun to watch. Gronkowski should have stayed retired because he's going to remember why he retired the first time. The first when one of them linebackers hit him across the thighs, oh, I've, he's going to be done. I've heard he's already having trouble adjusting to the Florida heat. Yes, he, he hates the heat in Tampa. He's like, it's so fucking hot. And it's like, yeah, it's Florida. What did you expect, dumbass? Go back to Rhode Island for training camp. Dumbass. So, Idiot. Gronk, I, don't, I just don't see that. I don't know, man. I'm not. I don't see it working out well. I think O.J. Howard wanted out there, too. They're, so, both, yeah. they're both Hall of Famers, but at this point, Gronk's overstaying his welcome. I think both of them are shell. I have a hard time seeing it being as successful as some people think it's going to be. Yeah, of course. But we're going to learn a lot about Belichick and a lot about Brady real fucking quick. Yeah. I think we are. It's going to be one of those. This is going to be one of the most interesting seasons in NFL history, if you ask me. It certainly will. It's certainly from a legacy standpoint, absolutely. Definitely. Absolutely from a legacy standpoint. Um, but so, okay, so so your final four, you have the same two out of the AFC, Baltimore and Kansas City. But you yeah, have, I do. You have I Seattle. do. Um, who else out of the NFC? 
I had New Orleans, Seattle. New Orleans and Seattle. Okay. All right. That's not that's not that's not unfair. That is not unrational or unreasonable. That that is a solid take. Speaking of 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 things though that are irrational, let's talk about the shitty beers of the week. What do you got going on over there, sir? Oh, sir, one moment, please. Greetings, I'm Dirk Diglay of the Philadelphia Diglays. And I'm Kenneth Dorksworth of the Connecticut Dorksworth. And we, we are, are here, here to, to give, give you Dirk Diglay's shitty game time beer of the week. So, uh, uh, what do you, you got, man? So I have, from the Escutcheon Brewing Company, uh, Fancy Clancy Pilsner. It's a Camden Yards um, specialty. It's named after uh, one of the vendors at, at Camden Yards who worked there for over 50, who worked for the Orioles for a very long time. Wow, fancy yeah. Clancy. Yeah, yeah. As Steph and I got this to kind of like watch sports and make it feel like we were at the ballpark. Nice. And I'm going to be drinking it out of my favorite koozie. You oh, can see this here. Go fuck yourself. Nice. <laughs> the GFY. Yep. Thank you, Fitzy. All right, let's let's hear about it, man. How do you think it is? Give us a taste. Okay, so. It, it's a smooth pilsner. Okay. It goes down easy. That's good. Um, doesn't it has a little bit of an aftertaste? All right. Not very hoppy or anything like that. Just a good quality game time beer. So it's a good beer it, for it, the game. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, they sell it in the ballpark, so of course it's a good ball. They sell a lot of things in the ballpark that are not good for the game, sir. Yeah, well, snake. Do- oh, was it snake dog from flying or snake bite yeah. from flying dog? Don't drink that during the game. You won't make it home, and it's Stephanie, very bitter. That's why Stephanie and I would Uber. <laughs> Smart. Oh, I mean, we live 15 minutes for Camden Yards, so why so, wouldn't you? So my shitty beer of the week is two oxycodone and a muscle relaxer. So. <laughs> I don't recommend this at all for the game, (laughs) depending on your tolerance. I happen to have a really high tolerance for things like that, and even I today, for the first time in a very long time, while typing the script, I ended up, you know that Spongebob meme where like everything around the middle character is slow? I hit that while writing the script this morning, and I was like, oh, Kenny Dog, go to just kick in. Oh my God! So I had to take over, and I and, and that's why he was reading stuff that was clearly oh geared towards me, <laughs> folks. That's that's exactly what it was, right there. I was there. like, Oh no, this is not good. Oh, I'm so fucking folks, high right now. Folks, he was straight tripping balls. Not nah, in a good place. <laughs> and I think one of the worst things about that is knowing you're like that, like being fully cognizant that you're not fully cognizant, is is kind oh, of terrifying. God. So what I recommend to oxycodones and a muscle relaxer for the game? No, no, I would not. <laughs> Please, if you if you can avoid having to take that shit. For all things holy. For I mean, I got a neck surgery here, so I'm very much on the mend. So otherwise, I wouldn't be taking this shit. I don't do recreational drugs, except I I, I used to drink quite a bit, but I don't drink as much anymore. But will yeah. I have a beer during the games? Absolutely. Will I have a beer during the games if I'm taking oxycodone and muscle relaxers? No, I will not. No, Those days no, are fucking won't. done, son. I do not want to die. Done. Watching the fucking game. So um, you know uh. I guess I guess the last thing is uh, our shittiest takes, the shitty hot takes. Holy super shitty indefensible hot takes, Diggler! What are we gonna do now? Johnny Dork to the take mobile. Okay, hold on. I guess I just gotta get this started. Hold on, it's, it takes a minute. It's cold. All right, really? let's, uh, all right. I, I think. All right. I, 
I think we're good. I think we're good to go. I think we're good to go. All right. Look. Because this, this show was actually full of, I believe, really reasonable takes that I believe are. So we got to get shitty with this now. We got to get super shitty. And I have a super shitty take here. All right. Oh, good lord. Do this, tell, sir. I believe that Jay Gruden and Dan Snyder released a sex tape to try to regain relevancy. The question is. Will they each release their own sex tape, or will it be a joint sex tape? Wait, oh, I thought you were going to ask which one was top and which one was bottom. Oh, no, I don't care. <laughs> but that's the only thing missing from Washington right now is the existence of some sex tapes. That's really it. After that, it's no, just wait, like, wait, wait, oh, wait, they're it. independent or joint, like, oh, God. Okay, I thought you meant with each other. Look, I'm not judging either way, man. I'm not judging either <laughs> Apparently, in Jay Gruden was a scumbag anyway. And, and foster an environment of inclusion. Yeah. I mean, no, apparently the stories around Landover is that Jay Gruden was a fucking scumbag when it came to that kind of shit anyway. Like, he was married, but he was hitting on all kinds of women at the bars and shit. And there was a salacious story about uh, one of the reporters in the area having access because she was sleeping with Jay Gruden or somebody else on the staff. So there's Ugh. a lot of really terrible stories surrounding that franchise right now. Which has no Just name. Just all the bad stuff. Which has no name. Well, yeah, you, and and I'm sure it's because they're, my my working theory on that is because they're trying to force Snyder to sell the team, mm. and it's more valuable if you can rename it. I'm not sure if about that. If you can that. sell the, the new owner on that. you got to remember how close to the season starting they were when they pulled the trigger on the name, when they got rid of it. it. To do any kind of research and branding, to develop a logo and everything else like that, it's much better to give yourself that time than to try to shoehorn something in, go through all the licensing just to say you don't fucking like it and redo it. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is a NFL fran like basketball franchises do this shit all the time, but like, remember the Pits the Pistons went through some ugly logos, and so did the, the Sixers God. and other, other teams. Football. The Raptors used to have a T Rex. It was Barney. <laughs> it was, I it love was Barney. You. Yeah. You love me. Fuck Let's fuck win fuck a Larry fuck. Brown trophy. Yeah, that's what he won. <laughs> But yeah, so so um, Jay Gruden having a sex tape out there isn't beyond the pale. Neither is Dan Snyder, to be honest with you. Uh, the question is, are they both in the frame together? That's the question. That's the question I have. Uh, either way, that's a okay, pretty gross. shitty hot take. What you got, Kenny? What kind of shitty hot take oh, do you have? Oh, come on, Ken. I can't follow that. You're going to have to, man. I, I have to. You're right. Yeah, you got so, to. But you got to. Yeah, new Patriots quarterback and sassy church on... Sassiest church honks. The sassiest of hats. And Schultz. Yeah, yeah. The independent women who don't need no man. Don't need no man for nothing. 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 It's going to get to a point in practice where he feels comfortable enough going up to Bill Belichick in a, in a, in a moment to show his leadership role on the team. And he's going to challenge Belichick to a dab off. A dab off. And you know what's going to happen? No, what's going to happen, dude? Belichick's gonna win the fucking thing. Darth Hoodie's gonna win. Yeah, cause um, I mean, you know, I may not be, I may be many things, um, but one thing people didn't know I was was a dab master. Yes, that sounds very much like Bill Belichick. That's right. It is what it is. I, I just do dabs, bro. Yep. <laughs> just do dabs, bro. <laughs> so uh, I think. For the next show, Kenny, we certainly need to talk about what a potential rebuild looks like for New England fans. Because you are a New England fan, and it's a good possibility you guys could be going through a rebuilding year. And how We're already going base... through one with the Red Sox. No, 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 no,
It was the Patriots, though. Patriots fans, in particular. You know. Yeah, that's a guys, long overdue one. Are you guys going to become the new Dallas fans where your Super Bowl is always going to be this our year? Is you, are you guys going to become the new Dallas we fans? We did boys. Or, 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 or are we going to see something else? I know there's a civil war going on right now with uh, within New England fan base. And a, a ton of people have already defected to become Tampa fans. Fuck that shit. See? It's already stay happened. down there. If Carson well, Wentz, they were only here for the winning anyway. If Carson Wentz was to pack up shop and go somewhere else, Eagles fans would be like, fuck that guy. And they would just still root for whoever the fuck was suiting up for us. I know. But we don't How also have to wrap your head around. You know, if, if maybe, but if Carson Wentz won like seven championships or some shit, that, that may be different. The reaction may be substantially different. Yeah, yeah. See, that, that, that's the rubric, unfortunately. It People is. remember the winning and they want to follow the winning. I remember New England before Parcells walked in the door. And you guys were I remember it too, buddy. I was in New England for that. And I remember vaguely rooting for New England because I liked Parcells and I liked Bledsoe. And I thought that, you know, there's a local team. You know, I'm an Eagles yeah. fan, but, you know, I'm in Newport, Rhode Island. Why not? And then oh, this yeah. era came about, and you guys got a ring, and it was like, yeah, good for you. And then you guys got, like, another one. It was like, okay. Then you got a third, and you became absolutely insufferable. And now it's like, well, I hope nothing but the worst happens to this team. Not because yeah. of anything the team's done, which they've done plenty to deserve that kind of hatred, but because well, of the everyday and... fan. True. Yeah. yeah. So, we'll see what well, happens. Well, I mean, and that, it doesn't... Yeah, the third time being insufferable would would have nothing to do with that that team that they beat to win the third one, would it? No, it was absolutely the arrogance that came with. Okay. It. No, because oh, not only that, the, you, the, you the, act the like you're the first team to beat the Eagles in the Super Bowl. No, you're not. The Raiders done it in the '80s, and I don't fucking hate the Raiders <laughs> like that. <laughs> fair, fair, fucking, fair. Yeah, you don't see me shitting on yeah. John Madden. And then the hubris that we had that year too. I mean, with the Red Sox finally winning the World Series. Yeah, it was just, it was just. Uh, we were unbearable. I get it. Yeah, super unbearable, and a lot of them never moved on. So we're gonna see what the rest of the fan base looks like because you you came back hey, around. The twenties are gonna be an interesting decade. Yeah, 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 yeah. You had to morph back into a human being, Kenny. It took a minute, but you're back, thank God. So, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? You you were subhuman for a good minute, dude. <laughs> so, who says I'm not still subhuman? Dude? Oh, no, you're not subhuman. Look at you in a house with walls and a roof and a lady and everything in there. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No longer true, subhuman, true. sir. You are doing the thing, and I'm proud of you. Oh. You have no idea. Either way. Um, we we're happy to we have you. Oh, thanks, man. We should do a show where we talk about uh, that in particular, what a rebuild looks like in Foxborough. Um, from from a uh, from your perspective as a fan and from my perspective as a non-fan. Uh, and to be honest, we can have fun with it, but I want to be slightly serious on this one because yeah. it's a long time overdue. And we're talking about a very volatile fan base with very strong takes and a very shitty talk radio circuit that feeds into it. And I think all oh, those God, things yes. play into how the common fan is going to react to this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I think the rebuild as an organization is its not as close as people think it's going to be. Uh, Belichick, through six Super Bowl championships, has earned carte blanche to coach until he fucking dies mm. in terms of this ownership group. So a couple of losing seasons, while might be bad for the fan base... Uh, will not uh, deter uh, them from pulling the trigger on cutting Belichick. If we'll the see. players revolt against him, which many people seem to think happened this offseason. Tom had a lot to say. Uh, but Tom, it, is, Tom, there's, 
still if talking was about. As spiteful, if Tom was still was as spiteful as he says he is, he would have gone to Miami. No, because he actually wants to try to win. Miami's no shit rebuilding. Like, there's nothing in Miami for him, except yeah. for the end of his career. He wants to actually win. So, yeah, going to he can't go to Buffalo because Josh Allen's there. Right? Yeah. And he can't go to New York because they just been to, you know, they just put a high job pick in Darnold. So, really, the not only the, place, Not for nothing. Adam Gase would piss him off. Oh, Adam Gase is terrible, too. So, the, really, the only place he could go was outside of the conference into the NFC, where Jameis Winston just squandered fucking four years, five years of talent with Tampa. So Tampa was really the only place he could have gone that has it that has a chance to win. Uh, to where they just needed that lone last piece, uh, if you know these from the outside looking in. So no, he's exactly where he could have gone. He can't go anywhere in the East. He can't the West. Who's in the West? Uh, he could have gone to the Raiders. No, because he's not gonna win. In he's not gonna win. There's no talent in, in Oak. There's no Elkland. There's no talent in Vegas. None. If he's just trying to, he, he remember he's not just trying to end his career. He's trying to win on the way out, somewhere else. Yeah, he's, he could have gone anywhere for that. But Tannehill just got paid. Watson's in. So Houston. Tennessee was out. Watson's in Houston. Indianapolis yep. just signed, you know, Marmalade, and I'm not sure that he wanted to go to Indianapolis, even though um, mm-hmm. he probably could have done well in Indianapolis, to be honest with you. He could have because but... Frank Reich's a good coach. Yeah. But the firepower that was available to him in Tampa, even without getting the Patriots to trade the rights to Gronk to them, was it was, was much, there. much much more appealing to someone like him. So oh, definitely, he he's pissed. He wants to prove, you know, I don't need Bill to win, and Bill never respected me, and all those mouth kisses were, were just for show. I mean, <laughs> and I didn't play better. And it's not true that I played better on my heavy flow days. Right, all those things. So, um, he's he's. It's just been weird that he had so much to say as part of that duo. It's just odd. So I think I think having a conversation just about that, like a no shit episode, because it's it's it is the end of hey. a legacy, man. That's those are it's those the end of guys have been linked forever for twenty plus years. They've been linked together. So why not? Let's have, let's have a show about it. What do you think, listeners? Uh... Should we do a show where we talk about the impact of Tom Brady leaving uh, New England? And all the things that have happened since uh, with the Patriots acquiescing and letting Gronkowski back into the league to go to t- uh, Tampa. Uh, Tom all Brady's the comments, right? The opt-outs. Uh, Tampa, t- Tampa um, signing all this new talent in New England, basically uh, maybe looking like a rebuild year. Let's, let's talk about that dynamic. Uh, I know this is not a New England-centric show, but we can't deny that as a, as a sporting franchise, New England's had an outsized... Uh, impression on the rest of the sporting world for the last 20 years. And so yeah. I believe that a single episode of Dirty Diggler's Shitty Sports Show dedicated to talking about that dynamic, I think that's fair. Listeners, if you disagree, hit us up on Facebook at Dirt Diggler's Shitty Sports Show or send us an email at Dirt Diggler's 20, Dirt Diggler 2823 at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter. So, you know, we respond. Whatever, hit us up and let us know. If we don't hear from you, Sonus is going to be consent in this one. We're going to fucking do it. So let us know. All right? <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah, man. So, all right. Yeah, so I guess I'm... we should wrap this up, huh? Yeah, we've been going for a bit. Yeah, yeah. So I guess uh, 
And this is it, man. It's been real. It has been fun. And it has been real fun, man. Dirt Diggler and the Dork. The Dork. Out. Out.